folks, sorry about last week. I'm just gonna go ahead and just sorry. This one. <laughs> this one is fine. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know. I it, right, as I sit here now, I don't know what you're gonna title it. And I, and I feel maybe. like I feel like you might go off the deep end. I, I, I like. Didn't we say boner of the lamb? I like that. I, we'll call it that. Boner of the lamb. No, but we. I revealed it in the podcast. We'll keep this intro short because I got a. I got a scoot. Um, but we revealed it in the podcast. The new podcast day moving forward will be Fridays. Release on Fridays. Release on Fridays. Yeah. So. If you're the kind of person that doesn't subscribe and you're just checking in periodically, Friday is the day. Friday is the day. From now on. From now on. I kind of figured, well, A, I did it on purpose with last week's episode, or two weeks ago's episode, rather, to give myself a buffer so that we were backlogged by one week. So nice. that we weren't in a rat race to record. And then I also thought, like, Friday, same end of the work week, what better day to have a good laugh, learn about why Trump sucks. Uh. Hear about Jesus we, masturbating. Whatever. We, we don't have to <laughs> give away all the deets. There's a lot of big. There's actually some fairly big news in this one about, oh, yeah. about some upcoming adventures it's with. True. Um, it's true. With the Golden Voice that I do believe a, a certain subsect of the audience will enjoy. And uh, you'll have to give me Alan's some, number. Some open, yeah. Some open, <laughs> some open dialogue it. about types of sex. Yeah. And uh, and whatnot. I, I think it's. Uh, I don't think we ever heard, and it's too late now, I don't think we ever heard your MFK answer. No, I guess we'll roll it into next week. But we'll have to it's not much different than your own, I don't I can't imagine it's any different. <laughs> but enjoy it. It's a good one. I think it's fun. I don't think we watched anything. Risky Business was risky on business in the background. On, but that's about it. I didn't see it, so. WFECK! The You need me to like. I don't. Your, that's, your you're not. No, 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 no. You're turning this. You're turning this around. But you I, get so mad when I'm like, I think she's fat. I don't like her. It's because I don't get mad that you. I get mad that you say you honestly. You know she's not fat. Is well, it, are I we would, recording? Yeah. What I would love to do. You know these chicks I send in you are not fucking fat, man. What they're just I would not. Love to do, they're just not. I would love to go camp to a survivor. Bar. They're not. I, they're not Dachau survivor skinny. I would love to go to a titty bar with sensors attached to my dick and bloodstream and you could monitor so that you could pick the stripper and watch my dick not I move. Don't, I don't, I don't need you, to do that. I, under, I understand your type. Body. You're such an idiot. I want to send the group this because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong. Yes. Yeah, all it, I was send sending... Send it to Panga fans, all I was, No, the, no, the no chubby that's girl, different. That like was her. comparing that fucking redhead you have a huge boner for to Topanga. I'm not... Topanga's not my dream girl. What I'm saying is, the chick I sent you, I just wanted, Kelly Ripa's daughter, right? Yeah. 19, I looked at that now, picture. Kelly Ripa. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but for you to go, like, so far out and be like, oh, she's fat, she looks like me in a bikini, is so fucking absurd. But you do understand, it's an absurd to a state. degree, I'm just trying to dig at you. No, I know. But I'm saying it's so fucking absurd, though. Yeah, well, she's chubby. Like, having two different types is one thing, but you being like, and then not acknowledging that these women that you're attracted to I mean, honestly, bro, they look, like I said, like they, they, they've spent two weeks in Buffalo Bill's basement. They don't look good. 
They look emaciated. Well, you realize that my... The Why t- do you like emaciated chicks? You what, do let's, realize let's, let's, that the women I'm attracted to look exactly the way my wife did when I met her and no, was attracted to no, her. No, I met, I met Christian. She was a size two when I met she her. She was skinny, but she wasn't fucking... She was the same like, size as a lot of these women that I like Dude, if Christian looked like that chick that you sent me, and we'll send the pictures yeah, out. She did when I met her. Did No way. Yes. She was That's what I'm attracted to. No. I'm attracted to tall, lean, A to B cup titted women. That's what I'm attracted to. I mean, this is just... That's not I a honestly great picture thought, to go by. When, I, when you sent me this picture, I'll tell you what I honestly thought mm-hmm. when I first looked at it. I thought you were sending me one of these things that you, like, expected me to be like, oh, gross. Like, what does this bitch do? That's what I thought. I thought it was a, like you was were just shaming a, someone. I thought you were shaming this no, person. No, that was just a random picture that I chose of that porn star because that's the one I was telling you followed me back or liked me back or whatever. And I, I liked your description, though. In that you said, my body type is rap video. I think yeah. is what you said. Yeah, you Which like is, rap video girls. Can I shut this? Like, big thighs <laughs> and no abs. <laughs> like, I've, you've never shown me a girl you like who had any tone in, in her in her, in her midsection. I don't need... I don't need you, like, you like squishy women, and I don't. No, I don't mind. I don't have to be squishy. I just don't need... No, I don't want... It. Hang on. All right, I had to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. We're back. Yeah, well, you said, what were we talking about? I like tone. Oh, why well, I just want my, a six pack? My, That's all I'm saying. I don't mind if it's if you're lean. But I like I don't, lean and athletic. There's, Kristen used to show me pictures when she was on the swim team, and she was like the most proud of her body then because she was tall and thin, and she had a lot of muscular tone. And I was like, yeah, I like that. Mm. And I like the way she looked when I met her. I liked her, and I still liked her appearance when she put on pregnancy weight and her boobs grew three cup sizes. But then when she went back to her old one, I was like, "This is what I. This is the old familiar body. This is the one I like." I'm not. I don't. I didn't dislike any of her her points. Time. All right, we got interrupted. What I was starting to say was there was a night once when I went. I think it was a buddy's bachelor party. We went to some titty bar that used to be a Wendy's on Roswell Road. Just just the worst place, and and. They know what I don't like. And just out of, like, giggly spite, they kept having these chubby Latina girls lap dance on me Mm. all night. And I was like, I said, you guys all think this is funny, and you think I'm full of shit when I tell you that this isn't this isn't it for me but I like I'll show I'll stand up right now and show you at the risk of getting us kicked out that my dick's in my body right now (laughs) I couldn't be less into what you're sending me it's not unlike the time that I as a joke sent a very skinny black stripper who had cocaine all over her upper lip to to lap dance on my buddy Will who admitted uh, when it comes to dating he likes black girls but not this particular one Mm. and the cocaine on the nose and the real chatty chattiness he was not on board. He was very mad at me mm. when I sent her to, with $40 in hand, to go do, like, four songs on him or something. <laughs> said, here, here's 40 bucks. Give that buddy, uh, my buddy over there, four songs, if you don't mind. Or whatever. I think, yeah, I think it was 10 bucks a song. Again, <laughs> I don't care about your preferences. I know what you like. Mm-hmm. I'm not, there's no sitting in, that's the difference. I don't, I don't. I don't sit in judgment of you mm-hmm. because you like emaciated looking women. That's yeah. your that's your shit. Yeah. But it's like Is you, Riley emaciated? You, I send you pictures of these women. Yes. Is Riley Yeah. yeah. You I think send Riley's you, emaciated? I don't think she looks good. Her one you know, I talk about Riley, but I don't she's not my I think she's a very pretty woman. Let me stop you. 
But I'm saying I don't. She's you not my. Say, bite your tongue if you're about. I mean, I'm going to stop hashtagging her. No, if that's if fine. You're about to speak poorly. No, no, no. Right. I'm not speaking poorly. I'm saying she's just. She, I'm not. I'm certain that I'm not her type, <laughs> and I don't take offense to that. <laughs> I don't think you're getting no argument here. <laughs> I don't even think I'm a third of her type. So well, you're not Australian. She, no, she had she had this Australian dude named Raka Raka. It's like some like millennial Australian famous for social media mm. dude that uh, was like her roommate for a time, and you could tell like she wanted to grab grab a hold of his wiener, and he was like weird about it, like in a bashful sort of way. I don't know what that whole situation mm. was, but he looked like a he looked like a surfer got famous from YouTube that could probably hang out with Banks and his crew. So yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that's her type. I'm sorry. I honestly, Banks should shoot for the stars on this one because I honestly think that she would. She dabbles in yokers, you know. Probably so. She dabbles in yokers. Yeah, for Riley's sure. probably. Well, it's. I have a feeling it's staged. Surely it is, but she's got uh, an OnlyFans, or I think it's an OnlyFans, where you know, and I've explained this before. You pay monthly and you have access to the homemade porn. And if this thing's going to be on, I'm going to get some advantage <laughs> out of this thing. I'm, uh, she does these videos where she, like, air quote, meets a guy in the mall and then takes him to the family bathroom in the mall and gives him a blowjob in the bathroom. This is Riley? Yeah. Nice. But surely it's stage. Surely she's not just pumping loads out of strangers for her OnlyFans. No, I don't think so. Um, but the guys... Just now, a, con- a fun thing would be if you, if you did, like, a rally, or rally, excuse me, a raffle. Mm-hmm. Got my words mixed up. And you, and you know you take like twenty five your top twenty five out of the raffle and they have to be at this Macy's store at this time. Riley will be circulating with their test results, right? With their test results, so she knows you're and playing. she will just randomly select one of the twenty five. So that way there is an element of reality in that she is fucking a fan. Yeah. But she, there's not like just anybody's gonna be. Because I mean, I think I've seen those videos, but then you're just like, how could it be? It's not. How could it be? Because like, what guy? I I don't think the guy in the video is real. But what is definitely real? And I've seen three of these videos that she's made because she made one with another girl that is like her best friend and also a porn star named Abby Malley. And what's definitely real in these videos is the bathroom. They're in a public. Toilet, mm-hmm. blowing a dude. Yeah, and they get naked and they're kneeling on the bathroom floor. Like that's not fake. Mm. And in my head, like I would just be, especially now in the era of COVID, if, I, I if any girl listen. was like, let, "Let me give you a Hummer in the bathroom. I'm going to strip down and kneel on the floor and touch the rail and hang my clothes on the handicap rail, and I'm going to pump one out of you." Like I'm just going to be thinking. All about everything you're picking. I'm a up. hard Rodney Ruston on this. <laughs> Forever unclean. <laughs> Just never gonna be able to do that. The minute, like, I would struggle. I would be dealing with that guilt of seeing, like you said, seeing her drop to her knees, mm-hmm. and the minute knees hit exposed granite and grout, yeah, that and have tile. like cum and spit and dip, shit, dip juice, and, and dip juice, and, and, and cigarette fucking ash. cigarette, yeah, and just like. Someone what like you know a some, water that splashed out. Someone wiped their ass and threw it on the ground. Just yeah, it's got it all. These places have it all. Yeah, and I think like I would be. Of course, there's an element of like, man, I'm about to get my dick sucked at a QT bathroom. Yeah, 
And it's that, Riley Reed. That's exciting. Yeah. Right? I'm about to get a professional blowjob. professional blowjob. The problem is it's a Chevron. Yeah. You know? Like, Ooh, I'm glad you said Chevron. It's, it just, you just spark something to memory that's completely off subject. But, but um, Way to just... I mean, you might as well just go. Well, no, I'll, I'll remember it. Keep, okay. Keep well, that's it. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be able to do it because I feel bad. Like, case in point, if if I go to get a, a, a lovely blowy mm-hmm. and, it, and it's in, like, say, the kitchen. Yeah. I feel bad. Like, I'll go get a pillow. Oh, yeah, I always get a pillow. For, for knees. Yeah. For Even if it's supposed to be one of these sporadic joints, mm-hmm. like, where we're just, like... Hey, you're like, well, that's great. Get a, get a pillow though, cause get a, pill- get a hair tie. Get, can, you want to get a hair tie? Get a pillow. <laughs> it gets sporadic, but it's also like, let's be realists here. Get some water so you're hydrated. Yeah. You know, we don't need yeah. we don't need dry mouth. And when you know, when I really want you to lather it up, I'm going to need you to <laughs> to get that hydration going. But yeah. yeah, like I feel bad even in my own home. Yeah. Let alone. Yeah. No, I always offer a pillow. Yeah. My now I guess the advantage would be. To that situation, if if it was like, you you can just blow your load wherever. What in the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah. There's no you don't have the, you don't have the um, restrictions one might, if if you're. It's a naked lady on the TV. Yeah, what are we watching? Risky business. Never seen it. It's not a particularly great movie, but I was like, I'm gonna. I was surfing for Encino oh, Man. Oh, they just went right at tits. And I couldn't find Encino Man. I was like, I'll just put this on. Risky Business isn't a bad movie. It's got uh, some sexy sex scenes with Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, I always liked Rebecca De Mornay. She, she was a bit younger. She's older than old T. Cruz in this movie because he's like a high school student. For whatever reason, like this era, this this age of Tom Cruise, this is just what I picture like my parents' friends looking like when they were in high school. Because mm-hmm. they probably was. This was made in the this was like eighty four, I think. You know, my parents graduated in the early eighties. Like this is just what people your age looked like back then. Everyone just wore, you know, high school letterman's jackets and shit? Yeah, with that with that classic hairdo he's got. Now, when you said Chevron, it sparked a memory from yesterday. There's a Chevron by my house, and I live in a relatively nice part of town. There, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've said before, like, our neighborhood is actually, like, the lowest priced in the area. There's, there's neighborhoods in our school district that are priced in the 800,000s and up. It's pretty affluent sections of town and butts up against John's Creek but there's this chevron that's very close to my neighborhood and it's like a magnetic homing beacon for just the most garbage human beings and you know and pick pick your pick your race you know it doesn't matter black white latino the worst kinds of people regardless of their background all seem to just flock to this chevron every time i'm there it's just like where where are you where are you people coming from? You, just garbage human beings. Yeah, I mean, you got to give us more. Well, I went there yesterday. I was going to pick up takeout, and I purposely stopped there to get some canned coffees for the morning because we were out of real coffee. And I was like, I'll just stop at the gas station and grab some espresso things for the morning. Isn't there a Kroger like right next to your? There house? is, but this this was more on the way to the restaurant I was going to. And I, I walk in, and there's these. There's these two black dudes that are probably, I don't know, in their late 20s, just standing in the Chevron over a speakerphone talking to somebody else who's also clearly a black man, just based on how he sounded, who's saying the N-word like every other word. Mm -hmm. And it's just full volume. They're having a conversation talking about, I'm guessing, a fourth man that they're referring to 
exclusively with the N-word. And that's just happening in the middle of the store. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you even here to shop? Or are you just... Mm-hmm. And then I hear this kid, and I eventually get a look at it. He can't be older than four. And he's acting out in the way a four-year-old might if that four-year-old were sitting on a bar stool while his mother and father played <laughs> virtual gambling on the Chevron mm-hmm. fucking poker machine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's. I never understood those. I don't get. He's it. in one of these like high top, you know, bar stools with a seat back, and he's just like, eh, you know, and and his white trash mom's like, you knock that off, don't you? Do you stop that right now? We wait all day to come up to Chevron. And then he, he's like, eh, again. And then I guess his father was like, if you don't knock that off, and then I, I realized, oh yeah, they're mad because he's interrupting their fucking poker or whatever the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like who? Like who are these people? So I have that going on over on this corner of the store, mm-hmm. and then I've got the, the dudes in the middle of the store having a conversation on speaker where it's just like, I've counted like 30 in-bombs <laughs> in the last just 20 seconds. It's just, it's just like, where, where, like, it's the perfect example of like, like the worst kinds of people. It's like, why are you, where do you all come from? Mm-hmm. Like, what, everywhere else around this area is nice. I've never seen anybody like you at the Kroger, which is literally across the street. And it's like this Chevron is just a beacon for trash people. And I'm like, I, I gotta stop coming here. I don't understand why I always think like, oh, I'll just stop at the Chevron. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> the pits and and then like you, you walk out and there's cars parked and running with nobody in them and music blaring. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you can smell weed and there's there's constantly teenagers up there buying wraps. Yeah. You know, and it's just like where the where where are you coming from? I don't it's a seedy place. It attracts seedy people. But it's just a weird... It's just. I bet the, the officers in the area love that place. It's a weird location. I understand. I've been, I've been where you live. I think it, you're, the, the line between... You're on that area much like I am as far as locale. Whereas like, if you told people, like, where do you live? And for, and for our Australian listeners and those who aren't familiar with Atlanta, we both live... I think it's conservative to say in fairly affluent communities considering our per capita income. That's true, but in in the same sense, I think we both live in pretty ethnically and racially diverse communities. I was was just needing your affirmation, not you to spell out what I was about to say, you fucking tool bag. What I'm saying, though, is that even though we... Our incomes do not match the median incomes of the typically of the area that we find ourselves in. Right. There's caveats. Like your neighborhood is surrounded by neighborhoods that have houses in the three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah. But your neighborhood is is situated by what was, I believe, a preconceived commercial area that they built affordable housing around. Mm. Right? I'm not denigrating your lovely home in any way. I'm simply saying that if you compare it to the neighborhoods around it, yeah, it's kind of an offshoot. Well, and the and same it's, thing applies. It's older, to, yeah, it's older. Like it, it's a now it's like a quarter of a million dollar home, basically. And, right. we, and we bought in like the low hundreds right. seven years ago, and it was built in the late nineties. And every other neighborhood around us now was built like post nine eleven and are selling for half a mil. Yeah, there's some, a mil. there's million dollar houses around. They're massive. Here. Yeah. And, and so, and that's good in that sense of it helps our home value. But it's like if you want to stay in your district, the point of all we're over here telling people about home values. <laughs> Jesus, anyway, anyway, you want to have a good pot? Let's talk about my four hundred one k. Yeah, let's second. talk about the four hundred one. No, what I'm saying is, even though we live in these areas, if I go down, I have my area like you do. Yeah, your Chevron is my BP. That BP that's right yeah, across, across from Kroger. From Kroger yeah. 
that place is a haven for all type. It is literally Noah's Ark of human beings. I, I've seen NBA sports stars in there, and I've seen the people that you're talking about. Yeah. I, I always measure a gas station, and I showed Leah this because she was like, what do you mean? Oh, that's a heavy pour. Well, he's a teenager. Of Chivas? Oh, God. Oh, and Lord. Coke. Chivas and Coke. I don't, I mean, that's not a and bad combo, but that's not a highball with a, a, a frozen meal that he doesn't even know how to warm up. Oh, God. Anyways. This is what Banks would do. I showed her, I said, look at, you know, it's like when you go to one of those covered gas stations. Yeah. Uh, petrol for Matt and Perth. Um, guzzling. Guzzling. The. You, know, you have your little sta- your little stations, right? Where you yeah. pull up, and and then there's usually like a little get, like the little trash can in between. Yeah. Well, anyways, where that station is, they have that raised at every gas station. You'll notice that the the pump itself is is raised. Mm-hmm. And if you look around those things at these types of gas stations that we're talking about, you're just going to see blunt guts everywhere. Yeah. And I showed her, I was like, this is why I like this gas station. Because you're describing it, and you're saying, why do I ever do this? Yeah. And I'm saying, like, that's my kind of gas station. That's the difference. Because yeah. at that gas station, yeah. knowing what I know now, if I'm ever coming out to your spot again, and mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, I really want a fresh Dutch master, mm-hmm. the place to go is that Chevron. You see my point? Yeah. There's going to be shady people, sure. Well, but got, I've dealt with shady people in Centerville and Shiloh. Pipes. They got water pipes in the window. I stood behind this, this like... The shit water pipes, too. The yeah. ones that you order from some fucking Grinders clipper with a book. fucking yin-yang on them. Yeah, it's... I, I stood behind this kid the other day. He was probably in his late 20s, and I'd say maybe Pakistani, but you could tell he was clearly born in America because he didn't have an accent or anything. Mm-hmm. And I watched him sift through the hemp wraps... He's like, you have those CBD or, uh, you know, the hemp wraps? And the, and the guy's like, man, I don't know. It's a, and they get the raw brand. And I just watched him sift through to find one. I'm like, I was just trying to buy a fucking Gatorade. Can I buy my Gatorade while you look for your weed wraps, dude? And it's just, just like, we... That gas station's like, we need legalization, we? so I don't have to stand behind these people when I'm just trying to buy a fucking Powerade. Yeah, those gas stations, I mean, that, that's what they become, though. It, I often wonder, I mean, because you, if you know anything about a gas station, they don't make any money on gas. I don't know if you know this. Sure. Are, are you familiar with this? In well, fact, they don't, I mean, as you know, they don't, even, they don't regulate the prices. They don't own the gasoline. Yeah. So the Pakistani immigrant... Or whoever runs your local local gas station. I think it's an Indian. Family. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying generally, whoever owns. Uh, think of it like this: If you're driving down the interstate and you're on a road trip mm-hmm. and you pull off at some place, you've seen these places where you're like, "It's a sitgo, I guess," but shit looks like a country store. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Yeah. Well, the it is a country store. I'm gonna get a and trucker Sitco, hat and aviator and sunglasses. Yeah, Sitco, and a hot dog. It's Sitco's gas. Yeah. He just sells it. Yeah. This, everything in the store is where he makes his money. Sure. So, like, a guy like your at your, at your Chevron seriously probably pays his children's dinners, college on funds, blunt on blunt wraps. Yeah. Because, you know, and, the margins on those things. shitty hats that say Atlanta. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Coca-Cola, fountain drinks, yeah. hot dogs, fuck tons of candy. Yeah. I've been to these Clipper shows, man. Potato it's, chips. They... Clipper Petroleum is a huge conglomerate, and a lot of these stores are, are all Clipper, Clipper Petroleum. And we went to the trade show, and it really was much like going to the United Nations because you had 
pockets would come by the table we had set up, and you got like Indians, Pakistanis, um, Bangladeshis, and then you have like pockets that you don't, you're not as familiar with, and they all travel together. Yeah, like multiple store owners w- would have traveled to Atlanta and just stayed in this little bubble together. So you'd have like, I remember really, like talking to this guy, and I couldn't place the accent, and I'm really good with accents, but I couldn't place it, and I couldn't place him. And it just turned out he was from Ethiopia. Mm. But he had a lighter skin than I would have thought. And the accent. Yeah, and they he owned, like, 19 gas stations. And so, like... Had he, was he washing his balls in the airport no. before he came to the show? I didn't tell him that story. I don't know why we didn't get his business. <laughs> I often wonder, like, like ethnically, like, if you think of liquor stores in downtown L.A., like, during the riots, there's all those famous Korean shooters, you know, that were atop well, liquor a lot, stores. It wasn't just liquor stores. It was jewelry stores. Right, but you... If you talk about liquor stores more often than not, and I even I remember I had a Korean friend named uh, oh fuck I can't remember his name I don't know this can get really racist. But his family owned a liquor store, Mm -hmm. and this gas station we're talking about it's owned by an Indian family, and I just often wonder like there's an association with certain ethnicities owning certain businesses, Mm -hmm. but where does that stem from? Why do Koreans own liquor stores? Why do Indians or Pakistanis? Go into the gas station business. Um, I don't have the answer, really. Yeah, I don't know who. I guess somebody probably does, but I, I just think it's a, it's a business you can, I mean, you can get into. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Like in the same way that I was looking at what prisoners do mm-hmm. when they come out of mainline federal pens, whether max time or parole, and a lot of them, <clears throat> a lot of these guys have have built up skills while they're in there. Yeah, through jobs or whatever, but one of the main pushes now for their employment is real estate, which makes total sense. You you, you employ yourself because you're going to be a felon. You know that's yeah. not going to get employed. I hate to say it. Can Our, you get a real estate license in the can? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how it all works. I don't know if you like you if you have a Come felon over here, Bob and Linda. Let me show you. We've got this great three bedroom <laughs> ranch. Don't mind the neck tattoo. <laughs> We've got this great three-bedroom ranch over here. It's in an up-and-coming neighborhood. The schools are so-so, but they're supposed to be getting... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm now, aware that I have this a, a basement face. is soundproof, and I went ahead and blacked out the windows and added a Makita saw. I don't know where you're thinking, but if you like to do your chopping and or designing wood or... If you're the kind of person who likes to hold someone down while you fuck them in the ass, this basement is the place to do it. God. Oh, I kept mine at least... Like, a little brutal, but not so much. Just make sure you have some Vaseline on mm. hand. You know, we're not we're not animals here. But yeah, real estate licenses, things where they because they're not going to get hired. So yeah. I mean, in the same, so when people come here, they're probably. I mean, it's it's the same as if an immigrant comes here and, and in South Korea he was a surgeon, but here there's no way there's no there's no inlet for him to try to be a surgeon again in the United States without a proper visa mm. or maybe he, he escaped and couldn't say anything yada 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 so now one of the avenues open to him is hey gas stations are everywhere yeah there's some for sale you buy one you, you build a little empire and the next thing you know you own 25 and then you own the land on them and then you start adjoining businesses like think of all the businesses you see attached to gas stations down here yeah pipe stores laundry stores chicken places <laughs> A wash in subways. <laughs> subways. There's subways. something about a sub, especially bad in a gas station. I, I have yeah. done it before, but there's just something that. Subway I, is one of those businesses where when I see one, I'm like, how are you still at mm. one? In the age of Jersey Mike's yeah. and, and mom and pop or lesser known places like Baldino's, 
or even I don't like Sub it. Publix or Publix subs, and the one the one that I don't like that is Freaky Fast. What's that? One? Oh, I hate it, Jimmy John's. Even that is mm-hmm. better than Subway. Mm-hmm. It's like in the age of all these competitors, and now they're trying to like. Why didn't you go the way of Blimpy and just slowly disappear? Oh, Blimpy was good though. Blimpy uh, had a great meatball sub. Uh, Blimpy had a great Italian sub. I don't know if very, I ever had that. Very, very good. If I ever had the option of Blimpy, it was always getting getting bought. Blimpy had a... I mean, they, they all smell good when you walk in, but that smell translated to the taste with well, Blimpy. Well, they actually made all that bread. Like, they, it wasn't like... It Blimpy came, did? Yeah, it didn't come frozen. They made in-house fresh bread every day. So we like, need to bring back Blimpy and get rid of Subway. <laughs> I don't know how we do that. Maybe maybe we need to call Blimpy and say, "All right, so I'm, I've, I've <laughs> I got, just like the idea. I've got five pedophiles it for gets, you to choose from it, to be your spokesperson. It, it works. I know it sounds weird, but it works. We build you back up. We get you strong. Then, unfortunately, we're gonna have to leak that he's a pedo and he's gonna have to yeah. go to jail. But you'll recover. We, we'll recover. We have this British socialite. We just locked her up. She'd be perfect to hawk your sandwiches. <laughs> Jazane Maxwell or whatever that bitch's name is. Anyway. I wish her well. I wish her well. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about her, but I wish her well. That's crazy too. <laughs> I mean, I do know that she, you know, human trafficked women for a fourteen-year-olds uh, and for, minors. Yeah, you know. minors. But I wish her well. Wish her well. I wish her well. Uh, I knew her back in the day. But just like uh, finally, when we used to, oh, I fucking lost my train of thought. Blimpy. Ah, uh, it wasn't blimpy. I don't know. It was good Pedophiles. though. <laughs> <laughs> no, blimpy. Oh, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, yeah. that's what it oh, was. Yeah, pedophiles. No, I was thinking like the things that we would protest. So you're saying, you know, bring back Blimpy, no more Subway. In the world of, like, Black Lives Matter. I want rallies, not checkers. <laughs> it's the same thing. I just, I had the mental flashback to how it's, I guess we could still do it. We're the, just two guys with the, the squirt guns on the state capitol steps, you know. Open up the massage parlors. Yeah, We're para- tired of masturbating. Paramilitary guys with water guns. There, there's a thing to talk about, just because we, we've fucking, I don't know what we've done with this first 30 minutes, but... <laughs> Well, we still uh, haven't gotten to my, my vacation news. No, I think we saved that. <laughs> uh, I wish I didn't know it. I wish I, that's what I was saying. I, I wish I wish, didn't know it. I, wish, I wish you had held out on that. Um, it surprised you on the pod? It surprised me, to be honest. It might have been a better play. Um, but I was going to go with... Oh, the I was reading and before we started here today about the... These uh, homeless—I didn't realize this. These people that were snatching folks off the street of Portland—that mm-hmm. they were uh, 100 federal agents. But what they are actually are—and they're not saying it anymore. They said it yesterday. It's federal. They're border patrol agents. Yeah. That they've armed to the teeth. So. But they're identified, and they call they're identified. They call themselves oper- the, the operation is what got me. Mm-hmm. The operation to send these 100 troops. They're not troops, excuse me. They're not real soldiers. Federal <laughs> border agents to Portland, Oregon. They're not is, even qualified. No. They're, they're guys that probably, like, failed out of a police department somewhere yeah. and went to the border on 2016 when they saw their opportunity. Yeah. But this is, the, the operation was called Operation Diligent Valor. So here's my situation. Oh, my God, I can't wait for the stories when when these hundred are telling their grandkids, when I was in, listen, I was on border patrol. That's my thing. So like, there's that. Listen, there they were. I, I wanted to paint a scene, right? This fucking country. Sucks. Listen, I know it's so bad. And here's the thing. So you got Trump sitting up there, oh, and he's going to classify any public protest now 
in Portland. It's just weird, the selection of Portland, but I have heard a few different views. He's going to unleash 100 Border Patrol agents and mm-hmm. Operation Diligent Valor under the pretense that they're there to Low protect... IQ, dumb, good old To boys. protect... And there's women in the group. I've yeah. seen them. To protect uh, federal buildings and to quell riotous somebody. behavior. Right? Because apparently the, the supposition being that there was an imminent attack on mm. the federal building there in Portland. Yeah. Which attack is like, uh, I mean, what, what, what do we expect? It's not the Tehran in 1979. They're not going to storm the fucking federal building and occupy this I, shit. I heard they were shooting fireworks at it. Oh, well. Anyways, listen, that's not good. I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> shooting fireworks, Roman right. candles at federal buildings. Right. I'm just gauging the response. And, and what I'm saying is, so you got these guys... I, my imagining is not that Trump ever comes up with anything. I don't think he does. But I do think, like, Stephen Miller, one of these turds, maybe maybe Jared Kushner says, you know, we could probably get some of our hard guys, guys that we know are with us, yeah. and no one in the room needs to say anything. And they're like, yeah, the Border Patrol guys never fucking let us down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's so we can't, we, 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 can't, we can't send in, like, the fucking real forces because then, you know. But what we can do... They still have a conscience. They, have, they might have a conscience to realize that they're actually... Their oath of office is towards the Constitution, not towards the president. They might not, not be the willing president. to baton beat... Uh, you know, you know, white people. White people. <laughs> yeah, I said it. And we'll get some women because the and, border patrol and, guys and, have and, to oh, rape somebody and while they're attending outside. Yeah, they're pregnant. We'll put pre- and when they put pregnant mothers in front of us, we'll disregard that and we'll yeah. shoot the spray. But... Anyways, what I'm saying is, so they're sitting down there at the border, like you said, planning their next rape of a poor indigenous woman trying to get her kids into the country. Mm-hmm. And well, she knows she doesn't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, slicing up bottles of water that some nice person left out in the desert so they wouldn't, you know, true uh, thirst to work. death. Yeah, true. Really good border protection, and I I sleep better. I don't know how you sleep, but I sleep wonderfully knowing that there's a high school educated bully. Barely. Not even a bully, probably bullied. Yeah. By a you know, somebody that's not a Mexican, but they're gonna take out all their animus and simian rage on. Yeah. Anyways, they're sitting down at the border, they're probably kinda of bored, not trying to take pictures of the unfinished border wall and mm. you know, getting ready to vote by mail because they're allowed. And all that <laughs> stuff. And then they get word that they're they need a hundred volunteers. Go beat up white and they say what, what? What's the what are we volunteering for? Say it's Operation Diligent Valor. We're going to be going to Portland and quelling riots. Even the women in that group yeah. got hard and yeah. said, "Fuck yeah, yeah they got, America!" They got clip boners. They got so hard <laughs> in their minds yeah. for America. It's like, oh, I I missed out on Iraq. Yeah, and I've regretted that. I did never. I was a pussy. I was a four. I was a, yeah. I was a pussy, or one of those guys that said, well, "The minute fucking drill sergeant would have smart, I would have popped him in his fucking mouth." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. Or the, or the woman that fucking whatever ha- has an animus towards everyone now gets all hyped up and says they're going to go defend freedom mm-hmm. in Portland, Oregon, by clubbing white people. And I, yeah. I say white people just because that's the great thing about this. Yeah. Is it they selected a spot? That's what I think the real cunning is. Mm. All right, we can't go to Minneapolis right now because that's a lot of black people. If we start beating up black people again, we're gonna beat up black people. But we have to do this incrementally, right? So yeah. Minneapolis is out. Detroit's definitely Detroit's out. Detroit's not out. definitely out. We'll <laughs> threaten Chicago for a long time, a place where they actually 
Ugh, anyways, but we'll go to Portland <laughs> and beat up some hippies yeah. because yeah, even most regular white people think they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? So we'll do that. So it, it, And it won't be government overreach. It even won't though be. that's it, what we said when the Bundy brothers took over what kind a fucking of, wild a federal wildlife preserve. What kind of optics though in this time to have unmarked fucking Dodge caravans? I mean, that's the part that someone like me I struggled with it. Not not just because it's horribly unconstitutional and totalitarian and just reeks of fascism, but this image of like, imagining that you and I, if we were so compelled, going to a public protest mm-hmm. and all the right way would make a nice sign, not violent. Uh, there's pregnant moms holding. I mean, a very yeah. diligent, peaceful protest. And as you leave it, it gets a little contentious because the police presence is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And maybe they even shoot. Maybe some things are thrown on your end as in response or just whatever the situation yeah. may be. But you dissipate. The crowd dissipates. And you're walking home. And then, like, six hours later, <laughs> you're standing, uh, you know, having a sm- – I don't know what you're doing. But a fucking unmarked van pulls up. Yeah. And here comes, the, like, four or five of these guys from yeah. high school. Yeah. Just rock <laughs> just, hard. Just, I mean, you can see their you erections. You can see their boners and, through their camera And they fans. grab, like, say they don't even grab you. Say they grab your wife, your friend. Yeah. And throw, and I, what do you do? Like, my, I, if I saw someone take someone I loved, and I don't know you, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see police presence, I just see... In this age of Boogaloo Boys, I don't... Like, what happens when they try this? Here's my question. All that to say this. If an unmarked van with guys, their only emblem on their uniform is like a patch that looks fucking, frankly, a little SSE, some kind of weird shit. There's no real... Right, you might, it's clear. It's definitely Stephen Miller. You might, continue. You might, you might, yeah, you might see some American flag. But again, yeah. you're not looking at that. You're just seeing someone getting grabbed and shoved into a Dodge Caravan. Yeah. Like, it's... That's third world shit. That's like... <clears throat> 1970s, 80s, South America shit. Well, these rioters in Portland. Now, here's my so thing. Say you have one of these protests that's kind of like the white folks that stormed the Capitol and had their guns and yelled, to, yeah. you know, whatever. Or the Boogaloo boys that show up with their fucking fully autom- automatic six, you know, M16s. There's no Border Patrol cunts there. So what happens when one of those rallies happens yeah. somewhere in, in one of these cities that may, may have been targeted? We don't know. But they come out and they're standing peacefully with their guns mm. things turn a little bit they dissipate now you start seeing cars coming at you and you see like you know a few hundred feet away someone pick up some dude you know throw him in the back of a car you don't know what the fuck's going on now you're armed mm-hmm. what's going to happen when someone tries to grab the wrong person yeah and that person says well, like I'd, I'm going to die mm. before I go into the back of an unmarked car because that's the psychology here is that you don't know yeah you don't know what's happening. But that's not going to happen because Trump would never send retards from the border to go stop an armed Boogaloo Boy protest. Well, because <laughs> he likes those guys. That's I didn't. My I'm ta- I, that's not what I said. I said one of these. I yeah. said, we've seen it where even those on the BLM side mm-hmm. mirror the carry the open carry we yeah. saw that in Atlanta when yeah. those guys were down there with their M16s <laughs> and their automatic rifles I tell you this knowing that it's not real troops it's not even real homeland security agents it's just fucking hillbillies from probably Texas if I was a mayor an anti-Trump mayor especially mm-hmm. I would be serious I would have to gather my entire staff into my office and say the ten of you right now 
have 30 minutes to talk me out of telling my policeman to shoot on sight. Like, if you see it, like, I'm this close. If you, like, because this is my city, this is what I'm in charge of, above me is the governor, above him is the president. This is a, this is a federal overreach, states' rights, as those retards like to say. I'm this close to telling every police captain in the city, you see an unmarked car with flak jacket idiots from Border Patrol, you shoot on site. And if you don't shoot on site, we assume that you are one of. Yeah. If that dumbass who inherited his wealth and, and mistakenly got elected is going to send Border Patrol agents to my city to detain my citizens, no. No. Fuck it. It's on. The, the mayor who turned. Is like, talk me out of it now. Because I'm ready to pick up the phone and start calling every captain in the city. No, Shoot on site. You wouldn't be able to do it with the police, but what you could do in a weird reversal, that would be weird big. All right, fuck it. Let's, let's talk to these Boogaloo boys. Let's give them something to do. Shouldn't they be just as much? If, if, yeah. if their thing is that the government's too big, yeah. right, and the, the big brother's coming down on them all the time, this should be right in their fucking wheelhouse. Yeah, but they don't care. It's mm. just like it's just like conservative protesters who don't like being told they have to wear a mask carrying signs around that say "My body, my choice." Mm. It's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting argument. Well, mask. You borrow that from any, anyone? I did. I will say that when Trumpy, when he made this hard turn on the yeah. mask issue, it's very patriotic to wear a mask. Well, there is. I the, wear a mask. There is the funny. Some people say it's patriotic. Uh, you know, I'm listen, but the, the unfunny part is that if he breaks character, something must really be bad. Mm-hmm. For him to make this hard turn and to actually hear the quote, it, it might be worse before it gets better and that we should all wear masks. Yeah. That was like a, one of those things where it's like, when I say run, we're all dead. Like type, like, yeah. it just something's uneasy. <clears throat> I, some people, I just, some people treat it like it was finally. Yeah. Like even some people I know are like, they're not a fan of his, but they were like, finally, at least something mildly rational. Right. But then all of a sudden, as if it's like, some oh, big thing. fuck, he's listening to Fauci. No, he's not listening. That's the worst part. He's not. So, but, so he's getting information from people that he will listen to. Yeah. And telling him, like, hey, I know we've kind of done this. Whole, our spin has yeah. been this way. Yeah. But turns it turns out. out. <laughs> turns out. Now, I, well, first of all, on that note, one of my favorite Facebook memes from this week was, we need to hurry up and get our kids back into school. This is ridiculous. They need to go back to school. That way they can all grow up to become doctors and scientists and be ignored. (laughs) (laughs) But I listened to him on the radio the other day when he said that, and when he got to the mask part and he said what he said, I just had this funny visual of just picturing some idiot you know, drive you some like diehard anti-mask <laughs> Trump lover. You're just like, no, God damn it! I can't believe he just said that bullshit. They finally got to him. No, like there's somebody out there that got like finally got to him. There, there's that he's person finally turned. Just as easy as that is the person that says, well, well, you know, if if he says it, then he, you know, it must be right. Yeah, he, you know, he's willing to make concessions when you know, <laughs> that's the problem. There, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not racist, but <laughs> same guy, <laughs> same guy. But I'm about to do some racist shit. Now, I, I love hearing the conservative coverage of Portland because they paint this picture as it's just, it's it's just total chaos, mm. and we needed these agents to go in there to quell it. Yeah, you know, and the comparison they're drawing is that this 
however many city blocks in Seattle that's basically just become lawless. I forget what it's got a name. Like it was ch- something with Chaz. Chaz. And like, there's all these stories. Rogan's even talked about it. The one they call Chop. I don't know. There's all these stories about like people like dying. Like there's some kid who got shot by, who got shot, and no police, no no emergency services could get to him because he was inside Chaz, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let ambulances through, and then he died as a result. Mm-hmm. And there's stories about like people just being there filming, and. There's, it's basically been like overtaken by these liberal extremists, whatever you want to call them, maybe Antifa, I don't know. And it's like, if you don't do shit our way, we're going to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and Joe Rogan was talking about it uh, actually with Ben Shapiro, and he said, how fucking ridiculous is it that the people who are tired of government oppression take over a city block and within days become their own oppressive government? <laughs> He said they're, they're, they're fed up with Trump and they're fed up with this and that. And they take over this stretch of town and now if you say shit they don't like, if you protest in the wrong way, if you film and you don't want to be filmed, they'll just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so I don't they, know they, if that's they, fucking true. And fuck Joe Rogan, too. <laughs> I mean, I don't... He's he's super successful. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I, no man... But I, I've seen, like, everyone got on the Joe Rogan train. No cheese Sean. That might as well be Jesus to him. That's like that his guy. Sense. That tracks. And that tracks. You watch the shows, and you're like, I mean, the man. I liked when, when uh, Bill Berg fired back at him, like, "Fuck you about the mask. Just yeah. fucking wear the mask." Yeah. And, and, and he he propagates that it's all bullshit, or at least he did. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where he, he stands now. Back. He walked it back. I mean, he it's eat more elk. I, I don't. Well, yeah. There's. The, it's just a. I don't mind. It's just a man. Fucking. It's just. It's just him coming on a microphone. That's what that show is. Like, good for him that yeah. he can just go on the air. Let's talk about psychedelics. And just fucking come and smoke cigarette or smoke t- uh, marijuana, all that shit, yeah, and cigars. And the minute anybody and talk to really cool people, I get that. Well, he's there got great, in, that's great why I interviews because he's got great, great interviews, interviews with interesting people. But like, I can listen to Elon Musk talk for hours because he just says some of the most interesting shit when they get into the science of. Neural nets and whatnot, and shit that I didn't even know about till he started talking about. It. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, I want to know more about yeah, this. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I just, it's not. After a while, you've seen one. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't watch them. I listen. But the minute he starts talking about, the minute anybody in a podcast forum starts talking about psychedelics and visiting other dimensions through your third eye, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. That sounds like bullshit. I'm, I'm sure it's true. <laughs> I mean, psychedelics. It's are- true in your head. I don't think you're actually going to another plane. No, I don't. I don't think so either. But if yeah. Joe Rogan said it's another plane, third eye, I would argue that what he's saying is not that he went to some otherworldly plane. That is That's kind not, of what he says, though. If he says that, then he can say whatever the fuck he wants. What does he, he just signed that gazillion dollar deal. I'm yeah. just saying that from my talking to people who enjoy psychedelics a great deal. Mm-hmm. It's not that you go off to some realm. It's that you just start to understand that whatever reality you think is real, yeah. you come back and say, "What's actually was what's right. real and what isn't?" Because you have poison so through it, your Well, that and it opens up, but it does <laughs> physically. All I mean, there's people that want to treat psychosis and psychiatric problems and are doing miracle work with psychedelics as far as getting somebody to to trip. So that they can ease their mind or address their fears yeah. or anxieties. But, but I'm there's saying, also people who fall off the edge because they do too much of it and they lose their mind. 
You sound like an ad from a 1960s federally mandated no, drug. I'm talking about acid. People that do too much acid fucking get rubber brained. I mean, they certainly <laughs> there certainly are effects if you if you if you drop acid 500 times in your life, your brain's probably not ever going to no. be right. But what's right? I don't know. I, I like the. There's a really good movie on Netflix that it's called Have a Good Trip, and it walks people through the mainly celebrities, all celebrities really, but. They're all telling their stories stories about tripping. The ones I like are like Sting, because you feel like with Sting you're getting the absolute truth. Do you know what I'm saying? The wrestler or the singer? Well, it's the singer in this case, <laughs> but probably true of both. But Sting's, you know, he's telling you about good trips, bad trips, how how they think they've he's affected his life, his outlook, and all. everyone says the same. There's a lot of the same overarching themes that that, that ring true, but my, but all of them are are more like. They, you know, when you come off of it, no matter if you had a good or bad trip, there is the element of like you understand something deeper. You look at no matter. It's not about how smart you you make you get. That's mm. not the point. It's mm. just how you perceive the world changes. Yeah, that's really all that really is. But one I did my favorite, the one that Leah will tell you, I was actually dying laughing at someone I've never laughed at was Lewis Black. I don't like Lewis Black as oh, a really? comedian. I think he's a funny man. I've seen. Yeah. I like his interviews when he does. When he goes on shows, he's eloquent, and yeah. he has really interesting viewpoints. But his comedy, the whole yelling thing, I just it loses me after 15. I liked him on The Daily Show. I did, too, because really those are, those are quick up. hits. His yeah. stand-up is really too much for me. It's a but lot of yelling. He was talking about his experience, one of his wor- worst experiences was, was tripping. And he says, you know, you're with, it's better to be with friends. And he says, I was with friends, and we're all hanging around. <laughs> for, for a minute, it was really good, and then it really started to, to hum on him. And, he said, and then I just forgot my name. And that's a weird thing to just be like, "What is my name?" And he said, "I didn't." I, he said, "When you're high like this, you look around." And I like this. He said, "I didn't want to ask my friends because I kind of been here. Whether it was like just a combination of marijuana and opium and mm. weed before, where you're so fucked up, you want to ask the people that are like a question because you're unconcerned about your well-being, but you don't want to ruin their good time." <laughs> and he said the same thing. He's like, "I didn't want to ask them." what my name was because I felt like asking that question would alter the mood of the room because it would freak them out to be like why doesn't this guy know his name <laughs> and I, I related to that and he said before I knew it I opened up a dictionary as if I could find clues in there as to what my name is he said I did this for about 30 minutes which in in acid time is 26 years before I realized wait I, I can look at my wallet that might have my, my my name in it and he opens it up and sure enough there's he said I just I held up my ID to everyone at the party and said my name is Lewis Black <laughs> <laughs> and it just killed me because I could just see it yeah. it's high as shit riding some fucking yeah. crazy my name is Lewis Black <laughs> that's a that's a level of high whatever substance that I never want to be yeah no, I don't that want to be that terrible. out of control too. But there isn't a part of me that wants to hallucinate. I've done, I, and I've done mushrooms, but I don't think I ever had like industrial grade hallucinogenic mushrooms. But I think mm-hmm. I was getting like the shit that grew on a cow turd past year down in states, bro. So I mean, like the most I ever felt was just high. Yeah. Like in the sense that colors were fun and music was different, but I didn't have the experience that you see people with like. One of the big things that they all say is true that movies never get right, or get the only thing movies get right was in a scene from Hunter S. Thompson. We love that movie. Fear and Loathing. Yeah. When he's uh, looking at the floor. 
Yeah. And the floor starts moving, and all the designs on the car. Forget about the fucking golf shoes. Right. <laughs> that, that's very true. Or Steve-O from yeah. Jackass saying, if you want to understand exactly what tripping on acid is, he's like, I can show you so that you don't have to ever do it. And he, you get one of those hoses mm-hmm. that expands, like you see on TV. Yeah. So you, they look like they can be balled up into a fist, and before you know it, they're a 60-foot hose. He said, just lay it out, turn on the water, and watch that shit dance for five minutes. That's what doing acid is. <laughs> See, I've always been annoyed and irritated equally by religious people, new age religious people, <laughs> and drug culture people. <laughs> I lump them all in the same category. What, what, when you my, say, can you give me a better understanding of what you mean by drug culture? Like my my friends in high school and post high school, my buddy Adam, who was in a band with, was one of them, was always pushing me to try shrooms. Like you know. You just got to open your mind. I was like, you sound as ridiculous when you talk to me about your other experiences as my friend uh, Curtis, who talks about what it's like speaking in tongues with Christ for the first time. You both sound like idiots to me. I'm not interested in diving deeper with either of you on those things. I'll smoke a little bit of grass with you because I like getting stoned, and I especially like it if the strain makes me giggle. Mm-hmm. But that's about the, ex- like, I like a little bit of alcohol or a little bit of pot. And that's about it. Yeah. I have no interest. My neighbor downstairs uh, used to do LSD with his, his then-girlfriend. And I remember they came outside once while I was smoking a cigarette. Uh, when This was back when we lived in the apartment. And they were telling me about what they were experiencing. And they were just talking in this new-agey, hippie way. And I was just like, you just, I love you both to death, but you're annoying the shit out of me right yeah. now. Like... <coughs> Anything that leads to just like <coughs> you deciding that it's tie dye and Birkenstocks from now on, I'm like I'm out. Now I, I only just, ever did I'm the out. drugs. I never got into the culture. Just the and it, to me, I equate that with the same people who will quote Ram Dass. It's just like find something else to do with your time. Who the fuck is Ram Dass? It's a new age LSD. Oh right, right, right. Spiritual right, 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 right. realm. Like, I thought that was like one of those Jesus bros you said you wanted no, to, to do. No, but to me, to me, whenever you hear anybody deep dive on New Age uh, ism, whatever that word is, it's like you just have a vacuum. You were probably raised Baptist, rebelled against it, but you need something to fill the the God hole. The God as, hole, as Dennis calls and it, and so yeah. you've decided that this. Maybe Indian, maybe just white with a tan guy with a really long white beard who wears turbans for some reason and and has chimes and does YouTube videos. That's your thing now. And that's great, but I don't want to hear about it. I don't want you to tell me about it. I don't want you to invite me to it. Not interested. And the minute you tell me that part of the process is everybody takes a little dose of DMT to travel to another oh, ethereal plane, I'm that like, that would be dope. I'm out. What I don't want to the, hear about it. What about that someone fucking stupid? I saw to me. one of these great documentaries where these people are trying to get off heroin, so they go to Thailand because you know heroin's incredibly hard to kick. Apparently, I would I never doubt. No, I, I have a friend who kicked it, and he he told me that um, I remember him saying heroin was hard to kick. It's even harder to get off these cigarettes. Huh. I believe it. <laughs> well, anyways, they so go to heroin. You're allowed to still smoke in rehab, so I just yeah. kept smoking. Yeah, it, they go to Thailand, and this—it was just—I I don't know what I was expecting, but the whole thing that they, they drink this old medicine beverage, mm-hmm. thousands, like all this history that the monks make there, that literally just makes them hallucinate, yeah, and vomit. 
for hours. Yeah. They sit in these, like, for where a hundred years, many hundred years, people yeah. have come to do this process for cleansing mm. or whatever. Yeah. But they found it's particularly good on white Western, and they, I don't know how much to charge them. I hope they're charging these fucking people so much fucking yeah. money. And next thing you but know, next th- thing you know. They literally, no, hold on, let me finish. They, they make this fucking cocktail that just looks like muddy water. I don't know. They mentioned what kind of the active ingredient was. It's all local plant-based. But, you know, I'm sorry. I don't. Plant-based in Thailand is a dangerous game. And that's not racial. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. cocaine's plant-based from Colombia. All these in things. Thailand is a dangerous game. <laughs> so, yeah. So when, you know, they, they, I was like, so they willingly drink this. And they, really and they know they know it's going to make them ill. Yeah. And it's going to make them have violent, unpleasant hallucinogens. And they know that when they do this, they have to be on a certain, like, it was like a bed. So they have all these people. Brandon, this shit was so fucked up. They have all these people laid out in beds, all these addicts, half of them from America, half of them from England. So it's all privileged white people. Mm. And they make up, they, they have a uniform and everything. They put them in this, it was like a, imagine going to a, what you thought was a, a Thai boxing temple where you're going to go learn jujitsu or something. I don't know. Mm. And they put you in a like an orange gi. It's breathing exercise. You know what I'm saying? Like an orange gi. So yeah. it looks like you'll be doing, you yeah. know, some kind of physical tai chi, tai chi or some shit. Qigong. And then, then they're like, oh, you lay down. And then drink this. And now for the next 24 hours, <laughs> you're going to have violent... And you might, die. you might you might die. This is because, well, they, well, they're already they're already they actually preface that but withdrawals from heroin can result in death. Yeah. yeah. So there's already that, and then they're like, all right, drink this, and now just dream well, and you'll be vomiting on you know every 30 minutes to yeah. 45. And when you wake up, we'll give you some curry, <laughs> some large vegetables and meat pieces. I don't really like Thai food. <laughs> Big surprise. Every, every time I've had it, I'm like, I don't give, I don't, I just don't give what the big deal is with this. Yeah. One. Uh, no, but what you're describing. It's what like, you oh, have to do to get out of hair. Like, think about that. Yeah. What do you like? But what you're describing there with that organization is like, cut two. You have a, a mongoloid kid writing, writing your, your the, <laughs> writing your religious texts. Before you know it, you're stuffing a Western <laughs> into a bear and lighting him on fire in a yellow cabin. <laughs> Like that that movie and their approach. What if uh, what, is if, the what same if we adopted that? Bullshit. Can you imagine the, the happy seventy eighth birthday post to Graham and Gramps? I mean, like, yeah, it's not even happy birthday anymore. It's like, well, seventy eight. I, I think I've realized that when I when it comes to thinking about human beings, just as a just as a living thing on this planet, I have a very cold Soviet look at all of it. Yeah, like I to me, and I I'm not. I'm not speaking ill of anybody because I drink alcohol and I smoke pot, but to me, any substance, even if you even if you claim that it has some sort of religious value, some up, some some uh, seeing your inner self, and you've given it all this fluffy language, to me, at the end of the day, regardless of the substance, it's just people poisoning themselves mm. in some degree or another to cope with whatever they're not happy about in their lives. Sure. And it's and if you talk to, you know, monks who use you know, whatever substance to to travel to another plane, like it, it gets very fluffy. It's like yeah, that all sounds nice, but you're just you're just poisoning yourself. Sure, that's all it is. You're just getting you're just getting fucked up, and you've you've got some real nice language around it. But we, that's all you're doing. Know. We get fucked up all every, historically. Now, contemporarily, we all get fucked up for the same reason. I just I don't attribute. <laughs> I don't attribute any sort of 
higher sense of being to DMT or I yeah it's uh, Joe Pantoliani it's, it's Ralph or Ralph Zifferetto it's Ralph Zifferetto I don't attribute any sort of higher sense of self to any substance if you tell me like oh you take this you'll you'll learn your true self I'm like no you won't you'll be fucking stone on the bed <laughs> that's all you'll be and you'll wake up and you'll have some revelation that you'll forget about the next time you do it don't agree technically. I, I can appreciate your opinion, but I'm sure that if that if you tried one of these substances, you, you have no idea what could happen. That's the only thing I'm assured of. I don't know what your reaction would be. You very well m- may come out of a six or seven hour, even a great trip, and say, "Well, that was fun, but fucking, I didn't learn anything." You might still be the same person that had that trip. But I personally feel well, that you would have... Bring it to the Sopranos when Tony's in Vegas after Christopher's dead and he's doing he ta- ayahuasca. He ta- he takes, uh, and he's looking at the sunset and he's crying. Peyote. And he's saying, or whatever it is. He's crying. He's saying, I get it. I get it. He's, he's having that moment. Yeah. The whole time I'm watching... Christopher! The whole time I'm watching that scene, I'm going, this is beautiful. And he's feeling something. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's just fucked up on drugs. And he did kill him. <laughs> but, he, like, they that's the perfect sort of litmus example of, like, he gets it. Okay, yeah, you get it. But in reality, like, outside looking in, you're just fucked up on peyote. You're not getting anything. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you're just I, fucked I, up I, on a drug. I, 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 I understand your it's, position. It's no different than when someone's really hammered and they tell you what really happened. At least I'm saying I don't World know what happens when you take acid. Yeah. I don't know. I'm prefacing that. And you don't either. So your supposition that this... Is all stupid, and you mm. wouldn't have any mind-altering or mind-changing, or even just an, a small epiphany. So I, I absolutely think I would have all that, and then I. But I also think that when it was all said and done, I would have the wherewithal to acknowledge that it wasn't real. I was just fucked up on a drug. But that's now we're getting into that gray area of saying yes, you were on a drug, mm-hmm. right? The drug made your mind. That's yeah. why that your trip. Is the only like tripping is the only individual experience. It's like if I take a pill, mm-hmm. if I take a hydrocodone, it's going to do the same thing that it does for you or yeah. for a million other people. Yeah, no difference in that pill. If I smoke this weed, I might get higher, I might get less high, but the uh, I might get hungrier, I might go to sleep. You might like it more. I might like it more, but c- there's consistency to what that particular chemical is doing to you. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. It's at least chemically you do. Right, everyone's yeah. having the same chemical reaction in the brain if we all took the same type of acid, but the experience it could be wildly different, and I don't think you get that having not done any. I mean, people take. I've never taken ecstasy. I don't know what happens when. I mean, I know some people get really fuck. I've seen it. They get really fucking touchy feely and lovey. Yeah. And some people just want to be left alone and dance and, and under fucking random lights. I. Yeah. Again, but I think that experience just, is typically the same. Yeah, they're just on drugs. But with at, with, with <laughs> a hallucinogen, yeah. you're, that drug is not just making you feel away. Mm. Okay, it's not just you're getting high. Yeah, your chemical reaction in your brain is taking you places that only you are going. That's mm-hmm. why I would not agree with your assessment that you would come out of the experience and say that was cool. I actually had a really interesting thought that I might translate into how I see my reality Mm -hmm. but it's all because it was stupid and I was on drugs Yeah, because you don't know that oh see this is why we can't point the fan at you (laughs) 
No, just re- I listened. I listened <laughs> to a couple Rogans this week, and he just recounted a story about being on DMT or ayahuasca, and about how when he was in the middle of the trip, he was surrounded by jokers from playing cards, who were pointing at him and laughing at him, and that his natural impulse was to get mad, and and basically you know start shit with them, and that he realized in that moment that this is his brain telling him not to take himself too seriously. Right. And when he came out of it, he was like, and that's actually really good advice for me because growing up doing uh, Muay Thai or whatever it was, being into the <coughs> UFC, being a fighter, being someone who's quick to be aggressive, it's that's good advice, not to take myself seriously. That's all well and good. At the end of the day, he was still on fucking drugs. Right, but what if you take that? What if he legitimately saw that for the first time outside of any perspective that he had ever seen it? I don't actually like this. It might not be a good pod, but it's an interesting conversation. So what I'm saying is, what if he did apply that to his sober elk mind after a good piece of elk steak and said, it is good for me to remember that trip and say I should not take myself too seriously even though Mm -hmm. I just got this billion-dollar contract and whatever else. Yeah. That's good. Right? Yeah. You would. You would, so. Yeah. No. Just it's because fine, you were right? under the influence, it's if you have fine. an an epiphany. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for, it, but there's a reason Hemingway says, you know, write drunk, edit sober. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was his process. Yeah. Whatever he found was he was far more honest, maybe, with himself as a writer. He he could go places in his mind that maybe sober he would not have ordinarily wanted to go yeah. in the way that a war veteran might not ever talk about an experience until they of, have 18 beers. How much of that and the Joe Rogan example is just a loftier version of a 17-year-old going, I drive better when I'm high. I mean, it's not a bad comparison. I'm not, I, don't, I, I don't, just drive better when I'm high. I'm like, no, you don't. You drive slower and stupider, and your reaction time is, is cut in half. You don't drive better high. I did. <laughs> I mean, I did. I don't took, think anybody listen, does. I think it's easy. No, to, this this actually, I don't. I can say it proves my point. Yeah. But marijuana has never affected me the same way, at least from what I can see, mm-hmm. some of the people in my immediate circle. Yeah. Uh, some people can smoke, and for them, it's like a total shutdown, just glued to the couch. They are slow in reaction. They are goofy. And it is the movie experience yeah. of getting high. And then there's subsex people who have an entirely different different experience. And then there's mm. people like me yeah. who, even when I was teaching, I mean, I was a, I was an undergrad teaching assistant. I'm high as shit right now. It Let's was, talk about it was, Nazis. It was never like that, though. Because <laughs> what happens is with me, and this is what I'm getting back to, yeah. is it's not that I said I have to be high as shit to teach undergrads about the Holocaust because it's so sad or because it's just fun to get high. Yeah. I did it, one, to quell my nerves because it would like, it would bring me down, make me breathe, relax, almost without, you know. But also, weed consistently makes me chatty. It makes me want to engage in conversation and to see different perspectives and to be more engaged with listening. That's like one of the things that's really hard for me to do when I'm sober is to be like, I'm going to give you my ear. Yeah. Not just listen kind of and wait for my turn to speak. So re- that's the difference. I can relate to that to an extent because I like conversations when I'm stoned, but at the same time, I won't remember any real substance of what we talked about the next day. I'll put it this way, and this is not me tooting my horn. I gave a lecture where the the teacher was it was towards the end, and 
I had done the undergrad teaching assistantship for this one class, pretty much taught the whole thing because this particular advisor was big on hands-on. I mean, I had developed the entire class. I pretty much taught that Did class. Did you report it? Oh, okay. And she, for the last presentation, I was going to be doing this entire 45-minute presentation, and just because she was her, she had unbeknowingly to me invited two other department chairs and a couple of people who were older within the university, some and people that just weren't in this class. I walked in and I was like, what the f-? It was like noticeably a lot more people. Yeah. So I know that for her, it was kind of either like put pressure on me for my big day yeah. or it just could have been like, hey, come, I really like, and this is what I'm saying. She, she did think highly of me back then. She was like, I, you know, yada, 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 you need to come see this. But I didn't know these people. And now I had lived 45 minutes away, did not expect to this I expected the same 14 kids that had been there all semester now there's 30 some odd people in the classroom and the entire time I'm there I had chiefed a big old swisher sweet I mean I had smoked a big one and a half gram fatty because I you know last big presentation Mm. take the ease off it's a long drive all the things all the things and now I walk in and I'm like oh shit it's like okay i you, you say to yourself, to your point, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have stayed sober for this. Yeah. But then, I st- I, because I'm actually more calm, and now I'm chatty as fuck, and I have everything memorized already, mm-hmm. that's another thing I can do that marijuana does not affect, is my retention of information and my ability to say it. Mm. But I start this thing, and 45 minutes later, this lady comes up to me, and she's like, I, I, that was... This is like one of the department chairs. And she was like, are you going to grad school? And I was like, hopefully. And she was like, if you do, please come. Because they're like... I don't know. Do you smoke weed there? She was like... (laughs) (laughs) I like to open my mind, so... But that's my point. It's like, it never never affected me that way. So that's why I can't say for certain, because I've never done it, that you can say that. That's the only thing I'm saying is that you could very well be correct and that you would come out of that experience having felt nothing other than like, oh, I danced with fucking bears in a tree and fucking whatever, and apples were talking to me. That might be it. Yeah. Or you have one of those fucking weird ones where your beard takes over your face and you you have multiple eyeballs and you fucking accidentally look into a mirror and your face starts melting like Indiana Jones. Could be bad. Yeah. And maybe you come out of that one the same way. Fuck it. It was nothing. But I don't believe it's that the, you would come out of the experience. It's the 50-50 aspect of it that makes me go, I don't even want to find out. No, I and listen, <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind that you're never going to do it. Yeah. I'm just saying that I do have an interest, but mm-hmm. it would come, for me, it would be like much everything else. Like, everyone says this. I actually believe it. If I, if I, I don't think I will, but if I get to like 75 or 80, mm-hmm. what am I doing Really, that stops oh, me from popping yeah. a little acid yeah. and maybe having a trip back to the olden days. Or even if it's bad, you say, well, I mean, I might die. But? No, I'll agree there. It's sort of the Patton Oswalt approach of, like, if you hit 90, you can steal anything. Dude. That's like his old joke. Like, if you turn 90, you are illegal. Anything you can carry, <laughs> you're allowed to steal. Well, Seinfeld has that great old joke talking about that must be the age where they just put it in reverse and say, I'm coming back. Because they don't even fucking look. At 90, you just pop it in reverse and fucking bring it back. But, uh, hey, quick thing uh, for the listeners and for you. Uh, HBO, uh, Patton's wife. That, mm, yeah. That uh, her documentary Michelle is Michelle McNamara. McNamara yeah. Late Michelle McNamara. Her documentary is called, is called I'll Be Gone in the Night. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first four and I fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I know, it's mainly, I know generally about what happened all there, but right. I, I didn't even know there was it's, a documentary. It's mainly about 
her journey, which I thought was more in- not more interesting than the Golden State Killer. That's right. its, that's its own thing because that guy is still alive, by the way. But it's the and we, didn't we talk about this? I think so. Because we talked about he has an extremely small penis. Yeah, we've done a hundred episodes. We've probably talked about everything. Oh, we might have talked about it. Well, I didn't know if we had talked. That's the best part about Bert going episode hundred dropped. We talked. Like, oh yeah, so we, we talked so we, much. We, it was a did. celebratory show. Because when I put it together, I was like, oh fuck, this was the hundred. <laughs> that's literally what I said. <laughs> it's the, we didn't it's, even acknowledge it. His title doesn't even befit. Nope. The one. I don't know. I personally like that we did it. it was and it's just like moved on without even knowing. If we can get BPH it. to get the Top Golf Sugar Daddy on board, maybe I, I realized amongst the super fans, you got Alan Burke, Rusty mm-hmm. Banks, mm-hmm. and then you and me, M and P, and M and P. But he's he's, he's not coming. To he's Top not Golf. coming to Top Golf. No. As far as the 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 stateside landlocked sure, sure, people sure, sure, who sure. aren't allowed to travel anywhere, all six of us could go to Top Golf. Well, it's not that we're. It's not that he's not allowed to travel anymore. Right, we're not allowed to go to him. <laughs> we can't go to Australian Top Golf. You know, I actually looked. We up. have a space force, but we can't go to the Bahamas. Go yeah, on. no, I we we didn't do anything to, to mark it. I, we didn't even realize it was it because, in truth, that episode it's not episode, though because we have unreleased episodes. Well, yeah, but in truth, that hundredth was recorded. Over two weeks ago, I've purposely dragged it out and stalled. I released that on a Friday, and uh, this will be for the super fans because they're the only ones that really tune in. The new release day will be Friday from now on. Oh man! So, so there's you know we're recording this on a Thursday, but the show coming out tomorrow—that's what we recorded last week. I've purposefully given us a week buffer so that well, we're we're not with that big news. Do you, you want to roll out the, if they've lasted this long of this <laughs> terrible podcast? Do you want to roll out your your big news? Yeah. No. I, I, I can actually. I think this is, of course, great. Not for you so much, but I think. All right, get it out, and then we'll. Well, here's the thing. Today kind of sucked. We talked about this a little bit in text messages, but I, I just, I'm sure you can relate from when you were at King of Pops because I doubt what you called being a glorified ice cream man was your dream job. I don't need to show on King of Pops, but go ahead. I have. I, I don't really. Feel, they don't every, pay me anymore. Every forty-five to sixty days, I'll have a day or two in a row here where I'm just like, "What the fuck have I done?" Oh, that, if you're talking like that, then that was like every. That was the last two years of <laughs> King of Pops every day. It's, I'm I'm able to sort of mentally numb out, distract myself with camera shit. Now it's golf shit, whatever. I can I can I can distract my brain for the <laughs> seven and a half eight hours that I'm here and forget that I fucking. Literally, I spent six hours a day stuffing pieces of cardboard into envelopes. <laughs> you know, but today is just one of those days where I was like, what the fuck? Like, why, why did I choose? Th- why am I? This sucks. Like, how, many, how much time of my life am I giving mm-hmm. to this fucking place that I don't want to be? Mm-hmm. I hate it. And, it, and it's just only like a day or two. And then I'll come out of it and I'll, I'll ignore it. The key is to be productive about it, though. When you, when you capture that lightning in a bottle... You got to act on yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a it's bummer lightning in a bottle. It's, it's hard to get motivated. But <laughs> I think it's different, man. I was in the same like we wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have a similar moment yeah. in France. We've talked about this. Yeah, you got to make those moments productive. But go ahead. But anyways, that's that was the tone of the day, yeah. right? And then I get a phone call, and I'm glad they don't listen. Surely, clearly they don't because of where she's she's taking us. <laughs> I get a phone call from my mother-in-law, and she says, "Hey, this is planning way ahead, but." I want to know if we can do a family trip next July. And I said, well, yeah, assuming that the world isn't over and I still have a job and Kristen's UX stuff is finally taking off and we're making money, 
I see no reason why we can't tentatively say yeah. And she says, well, we're going to rent a house on Folly Beach. Oh, boy. That's why I wish you hadn't told me beforehand. And I was just like, oh. She said, we are going to? Already have. Oh. <laughs> so it's like the turkey situation. You By the time you were told, the turkey was already overcooked. They're like two of their best <laughs> friends from like, you know, 40 years back actually have a house on Folly Okay. So, it's so like, now you've seen pictures of the house. Well, I haven't seen the inside, but I've seen the back porch view. But she's like, they're going to block off a week, because mm-hmm. it's on Airbnb, but they're going to block off a week for us to go use it. Okay. Because my brother-in-law and sister-in-law from L.A. are dying to see Charleston. Why? I don't know. Okay. As a matter of fact, just last week, he said, you know, even with the pandemic on, we're talking about just driving to Savannah, because I've never seen it, and literally talking about just driving through it to see it. And then finding an Airbnb that we feel safe enough in and just crashing there and driving home. Not going to go out, not going to bar hop, not going to do anything irresponsible in the middle of a, you know, fucking red state COVID peak. But I want to go see the Spanish Moss and and Savannah. He said, we were talking since they're so close together. We were talking about hitting up Charleston. And I said, let me stop you right there. I know you don't listen to my podcast, but there's no reason to go there. There's nothing... If there's not a pandemic on, there's nothing to do in Charleston right. other than eat a bubblegum shrimp and uh, find you know your local street crab soup spot and see where they used to sell slaves on Market Street. Outside of that, there's nothing to do there. Right. So don't waste your time. Savannah's just visually way more of an interesting place to go. But you're going to Charleston. Given the two. So my mother-in-law calls and says they're dying to see Charleston, and they didn't get to go on this last round. So, so why not just stay in Charleston? Jesus. Because the Folly Beach house is free. That's uh, okay. Well, that and they're only like, what, well, 30 okay. minutes apart? Well, your description that made me really laugh, I told you to stop, was like, you know, it's like your electrocution date is set. And now every day is just... Well, yeah, it's a, like I'm on death row. It's like I'm on Folly Beach death row now. <laughs> And the judge has ordered that I'm going to be put to death, but they're so backed up in the system that my death date's not for another year. So I'm literally just waking up in isolation on death row every morning going, I'm one day closer to getting the chair. It's one day closer to she crab soup. I told Chris, I said, well, I better go run out and buy a bunch of tie-dye Life's a Beach t-shirts so I fit in with the locals. I just think... I can't wait to try some sea pork. I love- that was a, that's what you got to get prepped for. You need to treat all the, all the pod listen, content. No, no, no. Well, not 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 necessarily. The pod content will come as a byproduct, regardless. I'm not worried about the pod in any of the situations. I'm situation. taking a lot of pictures and texting the, the the pod group. What I'm saying is, it's an opportunity for you to turn a corner on Folly Beach. No, you have your you have your in laws here, right? Yeah. And and typically these trips are they're fun. Yeah. They're up to upstate New York, which is always a struggle we've discussed. Or, you know, you have your in-law struggles regardless. It doesn't matter. Everybody does. But in this case, the the other two, the brother-in-law and your sister-in-law. They're great. They're great. I and they've no never complaints. been to Charleston. No. Opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Kristen knows our shtick. So she, <laughs> there's a partner. Yeah. And then you've got your, in, your, your mother-in-law and your father-in-law who've mm-hmm. probably been a lot. Yeah, they're but it's like they're if they're not traveling to the other end of the country, uh, right? They're going to Folly. So it's or still Augustine. an opportunity for you to be like, actually, I know a good when you get there. Mm-hmm. I actually know a good about the area if you want me to show you around. And then you insert fake shit. 
Here's the USS Yorktown. So this is the, the Yorktown's over there, but really what I want to talk about, there's an island <laughs> about 18 miles offshore. If we get some pedal boards. We're not going to go out there. We won't have to. But we're going to see the golden monkeys and get them all hyped up and then have them walk the beach and just be, oh, there's one. <laughs> like, get it in their minds yeah, there's that there's one. these fucking beach monkeys, yeah. these random fuck, like, like you're on a beach in India. Yeah. If you see anything coming out of the sand that looks like the ooze from Ghostbusters 2 when Vigo was taking over the city, don't touch it. That's sea pork. You're not going to want to touch any of that. Watch out for that monkey carcass. <laughs> also, just... I'm going to, I mean, I, you may be used to walking barefoot along the sand, but because of all of the random baby kaiju that might be uh, uh, on the ground, it's better to wear flip-flops. Oh, I just... I'm going to try she-crab soup at I every just think place that's what, that's what I'm saying. I think there's an opportunity here for you to engineer fun yeah. where there would otherwise be nothing but scorn and contempt because you're going to be in a place where you... Everywhere you go, you'll be underneath the veil of, look at this piece of shit environment. Look at these people. Look at these shit people. There's Alan. Look at that shit. I'll constantly be thinking, why didn't we just go to the Gulf? That's what I'll constantly be thinking. Like, why didn't we go to the Gulf where the beaches are pretty? And And there's no kaijus in the sea. There's no kaijus in the sea. You don't have the gold. There's no sea for it. You don't have to to bury a monkey carcass before you put your umbrella in the sand. Sure, you have to bury cigarette butts, but I'd rather bury cigarette butts in Panama City than monkey carcasses in Folly Beach. And it's like, and my brother and sister-in-law, like, we want to go to Charleston a couple of nights. I'm like, for what? To go to bubblegum shrimp? Yeah. What are we going to do there? I remember when Kristen and I went on a whim because we had never been. We were expecting Athens. We were expecting a lively bar scene in College Town. We know you told us, and you got bubble gum shrimp. Well, we, no, well, I met up with a high school friend who was in college. They there, told you not that, yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, we don't have any. We don't have that. There's nothing to do." She's, this is like really the only. We bar have a clan rally. This is the only bar that's really kind of happening. And I was like, "This is it. <laughs> this is the bar." We can go to the Mandingo Fight Pit. <laughs> Do you I like watching it, big black guys fight the, to the death? Wait, what day is it? Oh, it's Thursday. It's half price. <laughs> well, it's half price for, for <laughs> At the end of the day... <laughs> I like that transition. <laughs> At the end of the day... At the end of the day, it's a free trip coming up in a It's year just such an opportunity, to a beach, And there's plenty of pod content that will come out of it. It really is. It's and as maybe if... I'll turn a corner and go, you know what? Turns out, I like Mandingo fights. Yeah. Yeah, it's as if someone that we didn't know listened and was like, hey, what if I had access to, like, I'm not going to tell you his name, but a really old, used-to-be-big wrestler is breaking down, kind of losing his mind, and we want you to do a documentary. Now, they would be putting a shit ton of work on our lap, mm-hmm. but what an opportunity. Yeah. You see, this is not that, but this is, you have an opportunity here to create, like, this is something I have to remind myself constantly, because I find myself doing shit that I just don't want to do. And that, yeah. not only do I get stuck in situations of doing shit you just don't want to do, but you're expected to act a certain way, like to put on the fake smile. Yeah. And do and everyone knows that you're doing something that you don't want to do. Why should I have I, I'll do it, but don't fucking force a fucking smile on my face, you know? So the same token is that you, I have to remind myself that there are ways to even be in those situations and, and make it fun for you. And I think this is a real opportunity. Well, yeah, and at the end of the day... Because you can literally make fun of them for choosing this destination and do it in a way that no one would know except for us right. on the podcast. 
You could live record some of your guided tours of Golden Monkey Beach. Well, one thing's for certain. There's she crab shoot crawls. One thing's for certain. I'm gonna, shoop. I'm going to find out from the suit maker that I do pictures for, like, what's the, like, bare minimum we could do a white suit mm-hmm. for me to be Mr. Charleston when we go to Charleston? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take pictures, I'll make videos as Mr. Charleston, I'll get a cane. I was trying to explain Mr. Charleston to somebody from North Carolina. I don't think he got it. Well, it's a better state. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Not really. I don't really know that North Carolina. I, I, between the two Carolinas, they're, they're, I don't know which one I would be hard-pressed to say. It's like picking between the Dakotas. It's like, why bother? I liked your MFK the other day Just off pod, by the way. That was a, a clever MFK. Let's come back to that because I'm going to grab a beer and pee. Okay. And we'll do, we'll do that. We'll wrap up with that. All right, so we were talking MFKs. Were yeah. you more fond of the Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim, no, Queen Latifah MFK? That was fucking gross, because that was during the stupid part <laughs> where you were saying that all the women I send you are fat, which is a good way to round off this episode, because that's how fucking absurd. So and everyone, what? I'm going to send you this, this mythical picture yeah. that he basically then said, I sent him this picture, and he responded with a merry fuck kill that included Queen Latifah, yeah. Missy Elliott, and somehow Lil, Lil Kim, Kim yeah. squeezed in there, which she had her day, but absurd. Anyways, no, that was not the one I'm talking about. It was the, <laughs> if you were going to fuck a fan of, yeah. would you fuck a fan of Takashi 69 Marilyn Manson, or the Insane Clown Posse? And let's be clear, because I was in text <laughs> form, so I couldn't be and, specific. Oh, and to backtrack, the MFK that we did with Missy Elliott and the other two, yeah. I said I'd kill myself. That's how fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyways... To, uh, because it was text form, I didn't go into deep dive details. But the Takashi Six Nine fan, the ICP fan, yeah. the Marilyn Manson fan. Well, I gave you detail. All I, hot. No, that's what I said in the text. They're all hot. Oh, I didn't get that. They're all hot, but clearly different. Well, and yeah, because what's hot? I've seen the ICP Gigolo Fest, Juggalo festivals. Yeah. I've seen what passes for hot amongst the ICP crowd. Yeah, I've seen what what passes I've seen for hot. What passes for hot in Takashi Six Nine's world for Maryland, sure, and the Marilyn Manson crowd. And I've seen and and and, and listen. Depending upon what kind of yoke you're trying to have, let's be honest. Yeah. It, you probably could hit a home run in any in any of the parks there. Yeah. But. I also looked at it from a tangible, realistic setting well, and said... Well, that was the difference where we're in our thinking. Go with their era. So Marilyn Manson, not today. Marilyn Manson in his heyday. Mm. Well, I liked my explanation as it was if I was choosing today. I, well, and your text was kind of broken up, so I didn't fully understand. What I was saying was I wouldn't be able to... Get, Marilyn Manson, they're too old. It's too hit or miss. They're at our age, practically. Yeah. Whereas that's, that's why I'm a fan now. of Takashi puts them in, a, in an age range that's both illegal and then at most mm-hmm. 23, 24. There might be a 30-year-old Takashi 6ix9ine fan of Banks, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not saying Banks is 30, golf terms, Banks not, might be the oldest Takashi. put it in golf terms. We're not handicapping anybody. We're no. playing. We're, we're, they're all at pace. So you're saying I have to look at Takashi at the height. Yeah. Marilyn Manson like in, the, 90, in the late 90s. Like 96 99. Manson. 99 Manson. 99 Manson. 99 Manson. 
and ICP. And like, ICP. Yeah, what? What was the golden age? The shit eating grin on your face. Their shit hasn't changed. There, yeah, like what point? Yeah, what was the golden era? For we've ICP? all seen. We've all seen the video of the. Was it professional relative, wrestling? Was no, that the golden age of ICP? I don't know. But was all, it the beef with Eminem? We've all seen the ICP Juggalo Fest footage where there's a girl in clown makeup with big old titties wearing a thong. It's like she might be hot. She's also probably in. I mean, let's just say definitely on meth, but you know, with really bad tattoos, but all things being equal. I don't know that I really think that all those people, I think that honestly that they've gone so far in on it that they don't need, I didn't see, and a lot of them were open about, we don't do drugs, it's bullshit. We're not a terrorist group either. Well, your teeth are falling out for one reason. Or well, another. not all of them look like that. It's not, uh, let's be objective here. There's no reason to to throw well, every IC. But to answer your question now, that is very different. Yeah. That is very different because, again, though, what kind of yoke do you want to have? Can I tell you mine? Yeah, I'm killing the Takashi Six Nine fan. Okay, one that's easy. Okay, I'm fucking the ICP fan, <coughs> and I'm gonna marry the Marilyn Manson fan. Okay, and at the end of the day, you line up those three archetypes. I'm gonna be way more into the goth chick. Uh-huh. And let's be clear here: all three of these women, hypothetical women, they're into butt stuff. Right, right, right. So right. you're you're you got to take that into consideration. So you're just throwing the butt stuff into just. I'm just saying they're all going to be into butt stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm taking the Marilyn Manson fan because objectively, out of those three, I'm going to be the most drawn to the goth chick. She's going to be the most probably sexually in line with me. And once we're settled and married, our musical tastes will be more closely aligned. Mm. I cannot imagine a world where I'm married to someone who's a diehard ICP or Takashi Six Nine fan, <laughs> and I don't end up putting a gun in my mouth. <laughs> you don't want to hear gummo every day, no, or ICP. Now the ICP fan that might be fun for a one sexual exploit. That, that's what I was meaning by what kind of yoke do you want to have? Because mm. I think. And I say this as, of course, a married man. There are times when you, what I call the throwaway yoke, right? This is a yoke that has no emotional attachment at ever. Mm. At all. Yeah. This is a yoke that just needs to get out. Yeah. And these types of yokes... <laughs> so fucking absurd. <laughs> these types of yokes... Uh, I'm serious though. Somebody's going to cook jizz one day and, oh, and they're going to link it back to this podcast. Oh, so sorry. But. It's actually already a thing. I the, think it's called a blue waffle. Ew. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Gross, man. Why? Producer Burke, look up blue waffle. No. Fuck off. <laughs> He's, he, he'll be here soon. I don't want to get him. I don't want his first order of business <laughs> to, look to be fucking. Waffle. Stop, dude. Fuck you. Anyways, you can't react like that because I'll just keep going. That's fucking gross. That's fucking gross. Anyways, what were we saying before you took it down this fucking disgusting route? We we're talking about what kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Load the, the throwaway, the throwaway yeah. yoke. See, these are fun. These are the ones I personally like to transport myself, and not. I won't call it role playing because it's not. Mm-hmm. But I like to add elements of. Role, I guess you would say elements of role play. Sure. And I like to do those with the throwaway yokes. Listen, every married couple, or if you just really like someone even, you have those lovely yokes. Those memorable roll in the sheets, 
you know, ro- romantic yokes. Those are always nice. The ones where you don't pull out? The ones where you don't pull out or you come together. Yeah. All that stuff. It happens, and you like the Those things are great. And there isn't – those really aren't – no takeaway from them. There are very – I don't want to use a special – but they're nice. They're mm. they're reserved, if you will. Sure. The vintage. That throwaway yoke, that's not that. This is yeah, like that's like doggy style with your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> I, I hope I know I hope you know this one. These are very Tony Tedeschi yokes. I don't know if you know. Go look up Google. This guy seemed like he was in every VHS porno tape I ever pirated, stole, or was given by an uncle. His name was Tony Tedeschi. He was this. That's him. This guy was in every. And and the thing about him was he seemed to bang all the chicks that I loved. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Asia Carrera. Yeah. He was. He did like a million scenes with her. He did. He did. He, the archetypal scenes that I enjoyed, like babysitter. He seemed like always. It was always like just daddy Tedeschi. Just for the listeners, but, and I he know. Was, and to, let me finish. His one of his moves that I had never seen. Okay, you'll, okay. Was the, the doggy the style with the foot on the head? And I at first <laughs> felt like that's not right. That's not nice. That that seems too much. And she, you know. You know, so that's what I was about to say because Kristen has often said, so, "Like I miss some of your jokes sometimes because we're not on separate microphones." And something that I say that makes you bend over laughing, you laugh so quick and so fast <laughs> and so loud that you don't hear what I said. And she'll pause. And be like, "What did you say about doggy style fucking?" Because I missed it. Yeah. Because so now that you've clarified. Yeah. The yoke, yeah, those the, throwaway. I yokes. call it, yeah. I and I, I shouldn't it's call when you're them like going sideways almost. It's just you, when you're in a place where it's animal. Listen, it's what Billy Ball called animal pig sex. Animal pig sex is fine. It's something like that. Mm. But I'll put it this way: I knew, and we've talked about this on the pod. The girl that I once said she dominates every aspect of her life, at work, at, out in the personal, in her own world, and yeah. the world. In the bed, she absolutely wanted to be fucking dominated. Yeah, which was so polarizing because when you under when you know her, that yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, take your belt off. Use but it's just my a, arms it's behind like, my back. Choke, yeah, and it's grab like, my hair. Yeah, right. like put the, the the like. No, I'm not using any. Press your thumb into my asshole. Right, and you're saying like, hold on, <laughs> it's so overwhelming because yeah. it's so jarring. Yeah. Well. It's kind of like that with a throwaway yoke over time because you're starting to say like, I mean, I, I'll just say the word. Ten years with someone, as, as you know, mm-hmm. what are y'all, like 15? We met in 08, tail end. 12? Yeah. So 12 years for y'all, nine, coming up on nine or ten for us. You know, it's awesome, but you got some, some times where you either don't like each other or then you do, and then like sometimes you fuck this for like, like I'm saying, the throwaway yoke, where it's mm. like you got to get it done. Now there's kids in the equation. but yeah. And you want to switch it up. So if you're not doing outright fucking shit that you're both reading in books or so on the Google. Foot on the head? No, <laughs> I have not done that. But I'm not saying that the elements of it aren't. I, so I probably, I listen, just, for, just to get it out there, yeah. in case there are people that listen that I don't know about. <laughs> I don't have any desire to do that move. That's not the point, though. What I'm saying is it was the first time when you saw porn as a kid where you're like, wow, that seems like she doesn't seem to be – because she, she she asked him to do that. Yeah. So, that's, so I feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
But that just looks like just straight, and that's the key word here. That's what I'm, I'm not avoiding it. It's domination. Yeah. It's that urge and your and the male they, ego yeah. and bravado to to as you're doing it. You're like, yeah, that's my dick. That's the move, and that's my hole. That's, and that's the move I think of when I hear someone say like, "She got dick down." Damn. <laughs> Yeah, the old she was Olympic dicked down. The only part of her body that was in the air was her ass, and everything else was mashed into that mattress. And I know that, including her face. I know that psychologically how true that is because when I went through the breakup period, Mm. I was convinced she was having sex, but not just sex. Dick down, like head, foot, shoving head into pillow cushion. Yeah. Um, Legs completely splayed out, yeah. just hard being, busting, being bent in ways that are uncomfortable, <laughs> but she's submitting to it. Things that I had never seen, like things that I know she probably wasn't capable of. Like right. these were the thoughts. So I know that, and so a lot of times when there's that time when you, you know you are kind of like you do want to. That it's just we we know what it is. We can look at it yeah, and say as, objectively as these a these throwaway jokes. Cross that ten year mark. You have married sex where everybody has an <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> And then you have what, I mean, Kristen probably wouldn't mind me saying, there are nights when she's like, you can have sex with me, but I'm going to sleep soon. <laughs> so it's basically like, I'm willing to let you have sex Plunge with me. away. I'm not going to be involved at all, really. And I'm and there are nine times out of ten, I go like, all right, yeah, I'll be upstairs. And then everyone's going to be like, eh, if you're not going to like give me something, I, I'll, I'll, we'll wait till you're really ready If Leah heard really this, she'd it. be giggling her ass off because it's exactly the same. Yeah. We have, I'm not saying exactly Can you imagine the same. being in that position of a relationship where you're like, I'm not really dying to do this, but if you want to think you're taking me for seven minutes, you can, but I'm going to sleep pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just. I've imagine had, like the Christian's, like, Christian's version is her own, yeah. but I've heard the exact same thing with different wording. Yeah. Where it's like, it's almost like, so are we gonna do this? And she's like, I mean, I'll bend over. Mm. Or that's like, and t- what you've done though really well is isolate and, and better explain what I'm saying. Mm. So you, like you said, everyone has their romantic wedding, mar- wedding marriage sex where mm. everyone comes. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Yeah, and then you had your. Your you, you have the I don't remember what I called it, but to me, I could distill sex in three categories. There's the everybody has an orgasm. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> we'll stick to three. There's the you can have sex with me, yeah, but I'm going to bed soon, right? Which is great. Oh, oh and then you, no, no, I remember what you were. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We'll come back to it. But mm. the the thing that you said that was interesting to me was. When you said your decision was like, well, I don't know. If you're not going to give me something, I, mm. we just wait. But that's like one out of ten. Right. The other nine, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Right. I know. But sometimes, and I've done that same thing. Where I just don't want to like, I could just do this myself, you know. There, but yeah. in there, in that cocktail of the in between when they're all floating around, you don't know what kind of sex you're going to have. Is it going to be married sex? Is it going to be this or that? In that cocktail, sometimes comes that one mm-hmm. where you're like either fresh off at an argument that you've you've co- you know you've you've handled, but there's a little bit of like mm, you're gonna fuck the frustration I'm out. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. You're, you're gonna get an un, you're gonna get a fucking one of those wild card yokes. You're gonna get a foot on your head. Yeah, like it's and 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 she always can kind of spot me on these. It's pretty funny because you say okay, okay. There's I to me I can distill the categories for me down into three. There's the 
we can have sex. I don't want to, but we can. <laughs> and it's never, it's very rare, in fairness to her, it's very rarely me asking, like, oh, can I have sex? It's usually like, I'm tired, it's getting late, I know you probably want to have sex, because you do every day, and we can, but it's going to happen soon or it's not going to happen. And to her credit, even on those days, she's still pretty and she's she's still pretty enthusiastic. Right, right. It's, right. it's, it's not like it's not a dead fish scenario. It's ever. not. She's not giving you Meryl Streep, but you're not getting. And then there is the everybody's going to get off sex, which mm-hmm. is like I think regular. I'll call it regular married sex. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there's the kids are spending the night out, and we just bought tequila <laughs> sex. And that's when some like real mouthy shit <laughs> in the living room happens. And it goes on for a while, and it gets rough. <laughs> and now, now every fucking birthday party <laughs> I go to, oh, yeah. everybody, <laughs> say, hey, just so you know, you're sitting and come. <laughs> people, people, Austin, come sit down. No, 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 I'm... <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to be out here with Monster in the backyard. <laughs> I'm sit on the And meanwhile, you're looking at chair. me like, backyard's not safe either. Backyard is not safe. No. There's there's nowhere. No. Uh, other than maybe the kids' room. There's nowhere safe in my yeah. house. No, it's, no. It's happened everywhere. I always took, if I if I went somewhere with Leah, it became a, if we, if we were out of town, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, again, I, family, you know, holiday visits, yada, yada. Yeah. I, I always not a challenge because you have to get it where you can get it. Yeah, but you would say like, how, how many, many places? Rooms? You can yeah, how in. many places yeah. can we? There's always you know that's a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, it just makes it more fun. And there was a. No, I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was one coming because now literally every birthday party, I'm just going to be like, oh boy, yeah. this is. There's no safe surfaces. But no. everything gets cleaned as best it can. I don't. Th- well, that's that third category, uh, and that's that's where that third category, that like let's do some tequila shots and get rowdy mm. category. That's sometimes not I, all the I, time, the, but that's where the, the this, foot on the head kind of stuff yeah, comes into play. The sadness. Like, have you let's done that? Do it. Yeah, you asked me and I answered. I don't think I've done the. Foot no, on I don't the think. Head. I think you would know, or you're lying. I've done but, something similar. Mm, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to get all into it. Uh, <laughs> Also, I don't, my children. I'm I gonna... don't have access to the third one. Right. Leah won't be doing any tequila shots. Well, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to involve tequila. It usually does. Mm-hmm. But I guess the question then would be, even without substances, maybe fueling the aggression. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you ever have that third category where it's like, V spending the night with your parents, right? And we're about to do some shit that we don't normally do. That's outside the realm of both. Hurry up and have sex with me so I can go to bed, or let's have real sex. Right? You, you ever ever have a third category where it's like let's let's get let's get sweaty in the living room? Um, well, this got personal fast. I hope everyone's considering their own sex lives and not just honing in on Brian's ours. Brian's mind is blown right uh, now. Yeah, that guy, I mean, anyways, we, we, don't, need to, we don't need to get into that. Banks but, is like, there's, and Banks is like, there's seven Oh, well, he's actually dealing, sex. well, he's dealing with, like, post-baby. He's probably, he's probably not even recovered in time. I'm 
That's too much. No, but it's, there's been plenty of time for recovery. Well, how, how old is the new babe? She's born in March. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he should have been. I don't know if he has been, but he should have been. But yeah, as I said, Banks is like, there's not three categories. There's like seven categories. I don't know that there's seven. In my experience, it is, as, as Brian would like to falsely point out, like we plan it. It's never like that. I don't know. We don't. We haven't gotten to the child away. We have to sneak away. We've done. I. I I'm a huge fan of this one. The zone out kid downstairs watching a movie. We've 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 learned. You just how, leave her down there. We've learned how. Yeah. What what film? It, it, it's a science. See, like right there, someone would say you just left your kid downstairs. Like, Absolutely not. I know exactly <laughs> what movies. What shorts? If I need eleven minutes, I know exactly what I can do to get to buy myself eleven minutes. Yeah, I don't need eleven minutes. I could do a six minute. Does she still sleep in the room with you? Yeah, but that's not. Oh. We're talking about down. She's down. Well, I guess that's the difference in, between our household and yours. The girls have a. Oh yeah, geography bed. alone makes us makes it more. I think the more girls difficult. have a room. So yeah, we don't have that. We put the girls in bed at eight, and then we shut our door at nine, mm-hmm. and it's game on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, she wanted to hear more. I'm not sure she wanted to hear this. I'm sorry, Kristen. I don't think we, or, and Leah, I guess. She doesn't listen anyway, but you know, I don't think we meant to, to give everything. I haven't revealed personal details. We're just no. talking about. Just the, the foot on the head stuff. Yeah. Well, and that yelling. Again, I don't think you I've, scream and yell and get violent. Yeah. In the, in the, in the living room. In the living room. Well, it's just, that's usually where it's just like, let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a nice space for let's it. Let's just do it here. Yeah. There's no. I don't recall the last time I really had sex in a bed. There you go. Look, hmm. ch- chalk that down. So my, my favorite thing. And, and to let me do, say, my favorite thing to do is to be seated on a sofa or a chair, like uh-huh. in an upright position, to be seated, and then I get a show. Yeah. Because then they're doing the majority, arguably like ninety-five percent of all the work, and I, it's just a fun show for me. Yeah. The Bieber point. thing. You should just do that. Well, uh, there's a great, great example. Put on, you know. Do two or three tequila shots. Mm-hmm. Send the girls to the grandparents. <laughs> put on Justin Bieber. <laughs> Fucking yeah, let's go. Like I should be like I'm like we need to video this. <laughs> what I love the most is the Biebs. I love that it's like here's, here's you. It's that one song in particular. You cho- I know, but you chose the fucking. Not nine inch nails. The the, the fucking Marilyn Manson chick. Mm-hmm. But it, but really, what would get you? Is just the Marilyn Manson chick doing some unbelievable dance moves. Well, to there's a fucking Justin. There's a, it's a it's a sexy yeah, bait Justin Bieber. It's a sexy bait and switch there because when I met Kristen, we used to talk about like like have you ever fucked to uh, Nine Inch Nails the I want to fuck you like an animal song. You talk about that kind of shit. Everybody's kind of on their A game when you're dating and you're trying to arouse your partner, and then eventually you find out that this is a person with feelings and desires in life and it turns out that they're really turned on by Justin Bieber and not necessarily Nine Inch Nails still a win I'm I'm just I don't think everyone has the experience that you just had I I, me me and Leah shared a lot of things you never had dirty talk when you were just dating (coughs) what do you mean dirty talk like what I just described (coughs) I mean talking about fast sexual escapades yeah or or shit you want to do sexually with with other people at some point at what point were y'all dating how this is very early this is, like, this yeah. is the very beginning I, I don't think ours went quite that way um, I won't say that there wasn't 
some fun conversations mixed in, but I don't think early on we were saying, have you ever fucked two Nine Inch Nails, I want to fuck you like an animal? I don't think... It wasn't that. It was, I'd like to fuck to that song. Yeah, I would too. Well, we should do that at some point. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. But I'm just saying, I don't think that's everyone's experience. I think oh, that... Oh, it definitely isn't. Like, Chris, I think... I love that kind of open honesty. In the time that we've lived together, just in this house, I think we've maybe had two real, like, angry at each other fights. Uh-huh. And that's that's been the extent of it. And uh-huh. it's passed within 48 hours. Sure, sure. From day one, a it's meeting... an impressive number, by the way. Well, I'm just... What I'm getting to is from day one of meeting her when I was 21 and she was 27... I never thought she would be interested in me. She's straight. Just like, I well, love it, man. The she, young gun. I never thought she'd be interested in me. So I never made an effort to impress her by saying one thing or not saying another. If I wanted to talk about a fantasy about fucking doggy style to Nine Inch Nails Closer, I'm just going to tell you about it because we're talking about sex and you're not going to be into me. And then she's like, yeah, I'd do that. I'm like, really? Like, you know, mm. that was how our pre-dating friendship form was just like bl- like talking very bluntly about whatever like mm. you would with a guy friend and then look at you now I think it was the lack of effort in, t- in trying to date her that ultimately that's how it is brought her in it is how it is you have to show no effort but show. I really I wasn't even putting on a show mm. I thought there's no that's, way that's somebody older than me who's this attractive is going to be into fat sweaty Leah I, Leah liked me because I didn't show her any attention you know how stupid that is <laughs> I just didn't like you said I just yeah. didn't see any opportunity there yeah. I, 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 and it wasn't because she wasn't pretty quite right. the opposite yeah I just said oh well one you have a boyfriend two you're too hot for me I know my limits you know I, I know who I you know I've seen who I have sex with yeah and you're not that yeah you're not exactly <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. I, I've, I've seen all the women I've slept with. You're not, you're not them. that. Yeah. You're not them. So uh, I mean, I'll give you, do you. Do you want something to drink? I'll give you something to drink. <laughs> Are you? Do you really just want to study? Is that what you're asking to do? Uh, I mean, we can get food. She tells me later. Eat? She tells me later that it was just because I I wasn't. I had. Are a you group, sure you want to watch me eat? There was a, yeah, there was a group of friends that I already had in that class, and because I was so interacting with the people that I didn't know. And not giving this person to my immediate left any attention or time. Yeah. Little did I know that was... Oh, my God, it was so hot that you were ignoring me all day. Yeah, which is so funny. Because, you know, when I got on Facebook, chicks were, like, sending me instant messages on the Facebook message. Like, oh, my God, I just want to tell you. I'm so glad to see you on here. You were my high school crush. I had three girls do this. And they were like, I never wanted to tell you. And I didn't know if you knew. I was like, of course I didn't fucking know. You know how much better my life would have been? Because every one of these girls, it wasn't like they were super popular. They weren't yeah. unpopular, and one of them had great big titties. I like. I, re- I had a big thing for this girl. I, I shared a very similar story about a time when I went uh, on a, yeah, a pot yeah. sale with Adam, and yeah. like three of the hottest, most popular blonde girls we had with boobies <laughs> before anybody else had boobies. Like we thought you were so cute, senior. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, little did you know, as a senior in high school, horned up, like I would have chowed that box. No, that. Oh, wait a minute. Was that? Were you busting loads at that point? Uh, at during that conversation, yes. In high school, it, it, they would no, have no. To, in senior year, when they were turns out, no, I know I was. If you I had was, had a pair of balls, the, I was for the Lord. You were for then. the Lord, so yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. 
well, that's the thing. So it wouldn't have right, mattered. Right, right time, right place, no. I might have caved. No, no, no. Because I eventually I, did. I know you eventually <laughs> did, but you were, you're, as we've discussed, your conviction was, was pretty... It was very Christy. Pretty, very Christy. And, I mean, knowing what we know now, if either of those girls had come up, showed some interest, even kept it light for a while, mm-hmm. the minute, you know hand on penis I one I think it would have been over knowing how backed up you were but no but yeah that's when I caved when I eventually was for the Lord and had a girlfriend who grabbed my erection it's like yeah it's on God, God, God can leave the room for yeah. now because I'm and then before you know it there's a yoke in my shoulders oh that rem- other good part for, to, <laughs> another reminder to watch this because I think it's hilarious about that tripping have a good trip show they I don't know this guy I've never heard his music I know the name ASAP Rocky He's a uh, hip-hop artist, but he was telling his story. And he's like, I don't mean to get too graphic. And the camera, the, the crew that's doing the documentary is like, so he's like, well, I mean, it's kind of... Anyways, a rainbow shot out my dick. <laughs> and it went like, shoot, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and he was talking about, he yeah. was having sex with this girl. He was coming so intensely and it felt so good that he looked down and literally mm. a rainbow was coming out of his dick. So I thought about that just now. I don't know why. but Not when I was for the Lord. But I imagine that the minute that hand gave that first down yeah, grip. Yeah, when I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the movie Love or whatever it was called. When I was for the Lord, I had a girlfriend who was also for the Lord and we would have these heavy makeouts. <laughs> When you're both horny, oh but you know you can't touch. I know exactly touch. what so you're it's talking heavy. about. Heavy. And that, that, I, Kristen has said before in the past, like, I wish we could make out like we did when we were teenagers. It's like, But we can't because we're not afraid of having sex. And that's what fueled the makeouts when you were 16. You want to fuck, but you're not allowed to. i never forget. <laughs> I'm in the same position as you. I was in my middle of my church phase. Mm. I was pretty heavy like yourself. Didn't ever, I didn't have the same qualms, I don't think. I think I had found ra- ways to rationalize, like, a hand job. Yeah. But I remember this girl had, that I was really... This was like that Richard Pryor scenario where you finally get with a girl that you wanted to get with for a long time. and Make it heavy. She, I remember that I was so, one, like, scared in the sense that, like, Jesus and guilt yeah. and all that. And then also... Which in hindsight is part of what makes it... It would have made it a great so orgasm. So good. Yeah. And the... <laughs> the but also, like, the general, like... Then you tag in the whole, I guess you would say, anxiety and fear about performance. Because mm. I was certainly new. Performance, dick size, do I smell? Do I... Do I yeah, how are my balls? Yeah. How, the last time I tried to touch a vagina, it just kept going. I couldn't find it. I just put my phone uh, in it. <laughs> All of these things, right? Yeah. So those are all going on in my head, but in my mind, I was still making out. Or in real life, I was still making out with this chick because mm-hmm. I was I was so over the moon just to do that. Yeah. But in retrospect, I remember I'll never forget it. It kind of hurts now because she, I, I, I wrapped it up and I started to pull down the panties. And I, I guess I didn't realize how long that makeout session had gone. She's like, "You really like to kiss." <laughs> I heard her say that, and it just killed the mood because it was mm. like she stopped me from pulling. The, it was just this whole thing. I yeah. was like, "Dude, how long was I?" I wonder now because in yeah. my mind, I feel like we made out for like forty seconds. Yeah, no, but I bet it was. It might have been like ten minutes because I was going through yeah. a bunch. Those formative years, you'll make out heavy for a long period of time. Yeah, with a with a boner that you can break <laughs> break things with, and then you'll part ways and you'll go beat off. Like a fury. <laughs> 
Well, I can, they can't see me, but you right. know, just one of those. Yeah. So my point is, yes, I was for Christ as a senior, but had I found myself in a makeout situation with one of these popular girls from the marijuana sale, and we were heavy making out, and they just got a fistful of dick all of a sudden, God would have been out the window. And I know that for a fact because when I was making out with my Christy girlfriend and she just grabbed my bonnet through my shorts, it's like, it's game on. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, wait Jesus, a minute, wait. Jesus, Jesus, who? No, let's do this. I want to come. Meanwhile, bro, Jesus, yoke it, bro. Yoke Don't be bro. shamed by guilt, bro. Yoke it, bro. Yoke it, bro. You can be at 33 like me. May as well get it out now. I came back, but still, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus, bro. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Hey, bro, you can die at 33 like me in a real shitty way. Get those loads out now. You're not going to come back like I did after three days. So I'm saying, bro. Christ for life. The real JC. <laughs> Sweet yep. yo Yoke it out, bro. Oh, fuck. I imagine like, the guys in the battlefield all sitting around there. And he just, yeah, come on, boys, knock it out one more time. One more time. Just all our dead Confederate soldiers just yoking in a circle. There's a deep the, cut. I, I said it earlier in the text. I love the idea of a Jesus, bro. Yoke it out. Hey, get, hey, get your nuts while you can. <laughs> I, was, I was just walking along. Before you know it, I'm 33, and I've literally got nails in my wrists. <laughs> Shit happens. I could have fucked Mary Magdalene. I didn't. I could have. And in hindsight, I kind of wish I would. Because when I came back, I was like a spiritual ghost thing. That used to be my thing. With, and my dick didn't work that. I used to run that hypothetical by Lee. Like, of course, if you believe it, we know he exists. He's a man. And we've talked about this. The man, if that's true. And Jesus he just had boners. Dude. Can you imagine a Red Sea boner? You Not know, boners. when like, just, just a little... <laughs> Just <laughs> he's part of the Red Sea and he's so into it and backed up. Does anybody wonder why that looks just like a vagina the way he's parted that water? <laughs> because of course, this is Moses we're talking about, not Jesus now. <laughs> but, you know, one and the same. Yeah. Uh, like, he's so backed up, like he's rock hard for part of the sea. <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking Simon Peter and Thomas, they're like. You notice every time Jesus heals a blind guy, he gets like a ranger. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but listen. The other night when we were around the table, I don't know how you guys felt, but when he started washing Mary Magdalene's feet, I thought that was a beautiful moment at first, and it was. You know, the humility. Yeah, she's it God she's washing whore. the whore's feet. Yeah. I, that resonated, but the, the problem was when I. I looked down for a sec. He was just well, well, and I mean, he rock was wearing, hard. He was wearing his beige outfit, <laughs> which makes it very easy to see moisture. And I, 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 I'm just saying, I'm pretty I, I, sure I saw some of Christ's pre-cum. I think, I think Christ yoked. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he came, but I'm pretty sure we saw some Christ pre-cum. <laughs> That's we're in trouble. No, it cannot be. Why can't we call it Christ pre-cum? No, 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 Christ no, 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 no. pre-cum. No. <laughs> we can call it like a, a sacramental yoke, but we can't, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't. Christ pre-cum is like where I, where I almost have to draw a line. <laughs> the boner of the lamb? I don't know. <laughs> boner of the lamb. That's not bad. That's not bad. We could definitely, yeah. there, there's, 
Boner of the Lamb's not bad. <laughs> I just love the idea of like the backroom talk of the disciples. Like, I think it's great that he's healing people. He just like clearly because of who he is and what he is. Like, he's he just needs to get it out. And he's not. And so when he's doing this stuff, it's it's affecting him physically. And I'm just afraid one day somebody who needs healing from leprosy will be like, know, I don't want I, the boner Jesus. I know I can't be the only one from the from the Mount Sermon the other day that noticed. There's five thousand people there. That's five thousand people that just saw Jesus's hog for sure. <laughs> when he said blessed are the meek, it moved from right to left. I need you to yeah, the other day when you turned <laughs> Two fishes and a loaf and to enough food to feed the audience. I need you to do that same kind of magic, but in the opposite opposite direction. And we need to just reduce the holy cum in your body because it's it's showing when you do these things. I'm like your PR guy at this point. I just don't want people to associate you with boner healing. What does Jesus not do? <laughs> oh boy! Build that yoke, bro. You can Build. be down at thirty-three like me. <laughs> You gotta yoke it out. If she's down to plow, you go for it. Bless you. I'm not white, by the way. That's the one of a white actor. I'm not white, by the way. I'm actually pretty brown. <laughs> but I always told Leah, like the the the, the trying to wrap your mind around because I am so sorry. I used to have. I mean, I had phenomenal nocturnal emissions. I'll just throw it out there. The, when I, when a I, few of those I, during no, listen, that celibate period. Listen, I didn't. I didn't have a ton of them. Mm. I don't. I don't. I really don't know what's normal and what's abnormal as far as how often you have those things. Yeah. I don't feel like I had a ton of them, but when I did, they were always wonderful because they were like those sex dreams that actually they were sex dreams that, unlike every other type of dream, have a fruition. Yeah. You fuck. You nut. Yeah. You wake up covered in nut. Yeah. It, you can't distinguish what's real, what's fake. That's what's wonderful, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen any later. You'll be mid you'd be fucking, you know, some rando in your head that you saw on TV the night before hot as shit. Mm. And you get to your end game and you fall off a fucking cliff or yeah. the dog bites your ear or all of a sudden <laughs> you're watching Moana. It doesn't you, you don't you know. You wake up and you realize that you have to pee really bad. Yeah, that's and you it. Almost pee <laughs> But it's hard because you have a rock-hard boner and now you have to go, like, angle yourself to pee in the toilet. And you're embarrassed to admit that you started to pee in your shorts. All those things. Yeah. So I know. Why are your shorts on the bathroom floor? I started to pee in them last night. It's a long you, story. You would be hard-pressed to tell me that physiologically, just mm-hmm. because he is the spiritual manifestation or yeah. physical manifestation of the Spirit of God yeah. on earth, that he can you imagine Jesus loads? He's still a man. Jesus loads. He had a beard. He's a man with a beard that when he was thirteen, I don't know what they slept on or his, in. His hair and beard and fingernails grew like a regular man. He had <laughs> he had tartar in his teeth and he had boners. <laughs> and shot loads. And shot loads. With nocturnal emissions. Teenage Jesus. Teenage Nobody Jesus. no the Bible doesn't cover teenage Jesus. It does, but not certainly not relative to like an overall you can't you wouldn't be able to paint a very good picture of what teenage Jesus... Well, yeah, because teenage Jesus wasn't walking around at 14 with his arms outstretched, like, telling mm-hmm. the people, you know, what... 14-year-old Jesus is like, was mad. Yeah. And angry. Yeah. And horny. And horny. Constantly. And, and, Constantly. And 
didn't wear a piece I got today. <laughs> I just want a yoke. <laughs> I just, I just want to fuck something. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Because A, I'm 14, and B, I'm also <laughs> the Lamb of God. <laughs> but I'm a human Lamb of God. <laughs> yoke, Lamb, I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, this is too... No, you can't do it. I know what you're thinking. What? You want to name it Jesus' pre-cum, and it's just... Or the, I no, I mean, just the inappropriate thoughts are racing now. It's like, if you're in that position, and you're Christ, and you're, and you're being nailed to a cross, but you're also a man, like, if, at, 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 at any point in time are you thinking, like, they fucked up my wrist muscles so much just now. I'll, if I survive this, I'll never be able to jerk off again. <laughs> I don't think that was... <laughs> and I know I'm coming back in three days. Yeah. They're going to love this. I, I imagine our regulars will be big fans of this nonsense. Just tell Leah to skip this one. Uh, I don't think I have to tell her. <laughs> W-F-E-C-K! The man! 97.5! Next we've got traffic and weather. We've got sports! sports. Skip my dabber! Next we got a song to you coming from Jars of Clay! <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights! I don't know. They had the one song. <laughs> Jesus Freak. No, that was DC Talk. Everybody after 40 days in the wild. Hey, listen, I was already going to hell before this episode, so I'm not worried. (laughs) Well, bye. Holla.